0: Hope oh, recorded live.
1: Good evening, and welcome to Lawrence Talk show. Tonight it's Saturday, March tenth, two thousand and eighteen. We're about to begin our podcast. Just a reminder, um callers, you have now been muted. Um, whenever I do an interview or personal commentary, I always mute the callers in the chat room. It does remain open, so chatters, you can chat among yourself at the commence of the interview go ahead on your phones and star eight, and I'll see you on the board to open you up uh, for questions and answers. And um, finally, all comments and opinions of my callers do not necessarily reflect my own. However, when we all meet in a commutative uh, environment, there is much knowledge to gain, and I do believe very much that's how we grow. So without uh, further ado, um, Let's go ahead and, uh, as they say in show business, let's go ahead and get the show on the road, guys, okay? Hey, you're at the right place. Come on. It's Lauren's podcast. We are a new Jack style of targeted individuals. Most of us live in a big mega city. We're trying to break down this corruption of being a targeted individual. Hey, it's too much shit going down human experimentations are oh, really rico violations human trafficking asset stripping oh come on we're nobody's fool we're smarter and brighter tonight i would like to bring you some real class debbie is an activist she resides in the country of canada and she has mastered frequency warfare. She knows how to fight these traffickers. She's going to explain a lot of their methods and educate us. We don't have to be weak in the corner and scared like they want us. Hey, without further ado, let's give a warm, gracious welcome to Miss Debbie Newhook.
2: Welcome. Well, thank you very much, Lauren. That's a great introduction. Oh, you're Great welcome. Show. Oh, thank you, Debbie. Welcome.
3: I am yeah. So well,
2: mad. let me just introduce myself and and just sort of like when I for sure can time date my targeting back about twenty five years, but in actuality, I've actually time dated back even farther, like um, five years old, where there was there was an attempt on my life, and then two more attempts on my life before I even became an, an, an adult.
3: And oh, my then God. A
2: couple, and then many, many, so many car accidents. I can't believe how many car accidents I've been in in my life, and now I know that they were orchestrated, and one of them actually took me out of the,
0: the workforce.
2: But anyways, that's another story. I don't want to get into too much of my life because there's so much information um, to talk about, but I'll just touch a bit on my education. My education is in in um, criminology, corrections, social work. So wow. um, I went to university late in life um, when my children were, well, uh, just at, at late toddler age and just preschool. I went back to, to university and I was living in Edmonton, Alberta at the time. And I took um, a corrections program, and that was a two-year um, program. And I, then I, I stayed on and did uh, life skills training. So, And then I got work in, in the field after uh, university. And one of my jobs was with um, contract work from, the, from child welfare. And my other job was working in a halfway house for federal parolees. Okay so the job at the at the um with the contract job I had with uh, child welfare I picked up a satanic ritual abuse case which I actually believe is CIA mind control and they would just blame the satanists if anything went down so when when I hear satanic ritual abuse I, I go CIA mind control program and they really do ritually abuse these people that um behind the satanists are is the cia as far as i'm concerned okay. well let me
1: get this straight a little bit the satanists are sort of going to be the they actually do it and they're going to be the front guys but they're backed by the cia
2: that's what i do believe yes even in here in okay. canada many many years ago many decades ago um the cia and um mcgill university had to pay out 24 canadians for mind control and it was um, McGill University, Dr. Ewan Cameron, who's now since passed away. But some mm-hmm. of the victims are, are still alive. And the biggest settlement was a woman in Vancouver. And I do believe she, she's still alive. And that, she only got $250,000 for completely trashing her life at McGill University. So our Canadian government had to do a payout um, and so did the CIA.
1: And the CIA is in the United States. Is that right? Or the yeah, CIA could be... Yeah, that's right. Whoa. That's right. Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: But
1: anyways, and okay, this first so... Case, so... this first case that you had, uh, Debbie, was that like in the 1980s then? The, the um, I still have
2: the contract. It was... A, no, not the 1980s. Because my... Let's see, my, my youngest son was born in 87, and he was about three years old when I went back to university. So, so it would be late... <sighs> early 90s. I'd have to look at the contract. I still have a contract. In the 90s. Yeah, in the early 90s. And at that time, the Child Welfare Depart- Department did do disclosure on what they believed was ritual, satanic ritual abuse, but now they do not disclose that. Not at all. So if um, somebody's is been, there been, there been be, ritually abused, been... Uh-huh. nobody knows about it. Nobody knows about it. Because too many people were turning down these cases. In fact, the company that I worked for, um, they didn't. This referral came in through the, this company that I worked for, and uh, there was 15 caseworkers. I was just one of them, and I came in late that day, and nobody wanted the job. And it paid really well, and it was paid 24 hours round the clock um for caring for this little girl and she was only 6 years old when she got apprehended and she got placed in a really really good home but they wanted to, they needed a break to get away from you know, just the family and go on holiday the parents right so
3: mm-hmm.
2: anyways that, that my job was really like a glorified babysitter but i had skills
3: to oh, cool. you know, to, to deal with her
2: but anyways, okay, so as soon as I picked up the case, I, I swear to God, if it, the day I signed the contract, I had stalkers, and, and they, they did, it only took them about six months really to terrify me, and I ran from Edmonton, and when I came to, I came to Nanaimo where all my family was, or most of my family lived here, so I came to Nanaimo for family support, and then Um, not as much happened to me when I arrived here, but as soon as I arrived here, there was stuff going on. My, my car was smashed, the windows in, in my car were smashed and, and you know, that kind of stuff. But anyways, that's too much of my story because there's a lot of stuff that, that I think people need to understand what's happening in, inside of our bodies, how to beat it how to fight in the virtual world, because that's what we're doing, or that's what I am doing, and that's how we can fight back, is in the virtual world. But there's a lot of things that you have to do to prepare yourself to fight in the virtual world, and that and, and one of the biggest ones is just the power of your own belief system, that you can do this. That's all you need. You Even need the power of belief really- that we I'm sorry. Power you, that you have this dead. ability to fight mm-hmm. them in the virtual world. That is the most important thing to, and it doesn't cost a thing. So it's mm-hmm. retraining your mind and you will also get from them, um, them being the voices in our head, they will tell you that you're not hurting them, that's bullshit. Because the first time I did it was during a sexual assault. I was being sexually assaulted. There was a lot of things happening in the community around me as well. And um, I was being sexually assaulted, and I was just getting so mad at it. And I knew it was more than one person as well that was doing this all at the same time. I was being assaulted by many, many men, and some of them were women. Oh, um, how are you uh, how are you
1: sure about that that some of the away- Because of the, the, the
2: telepathic communication, I actually had women hitting on me in my head. Because oh. they, they activated this sexual thing inside of me mm-hmm. um and also men many, many attempts at in your head and out in the community to um recruit me. So I actually believe that I am not the only person that's capable of this. I believe the handlers can do this. But maybe they're not quite as proficient as I am because I just think I have, I have God on my side.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay?
2: I am, okay. And I'm not a really, really religious person. I'm not a Bible thumper. In fact, I don't even understand the Bible, but I believe there's a higher power. Okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: so mm-hmm. And I always tell them, I said, God's on my side. Who's on your side?
3: Okay, so, um,
1: that's what I tell, I, I I going tell to get them in my head. And I want to make sure to get this bridge understanding. So basically, Debbie, you were just doing your job, and the minute you took uh, this particular case, yeah. it's like boom, bam, you began getting gang stock. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I know you're looking around it, like,
1: what's going on? <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, but it wasn't until about 15 years ago that they intentionally woke me up to... Um, being targeted so for almost 10 years I just sort of stumbled around I was very sick for eight of those uh, 10 years and then uh, a couple of years after I got my health back then they they actually woke me up they wanted me to know that I was being stalked and harassed and stalked and harassed for a long time as well I mean then I started connecting the dots in my life when they woke me up 15 years ago but immediately I jumped on the activism bandwagon.
1: And how do you and, explain, woke you up? In what retrospect?
2: Voice oh, yeah, I, they, they actually drove me off the side of the road three times in six months. And, and, and by the third time, I'm just going, there was definitely something wrong in my life. And I saw stalkers. But here's the thing. I saw <clears throat> three different types of stalkers around me. Okay, I saw, I saw the community police. Okay. I saw very wealthy looking people um, and along with some military people. And then I saw what I would call the dregs of the earth type of people, like really tough looking people. And they know they're tough and they try to act really tough and intimidating. Okay. So I saw three different groups of people following me around and I got put on the watch list, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I have I'm just getting over some lung stuff here, so excuse me. I got put on a watch list because I did grow some marijuana in my backyard fifteen years ago and that's when I saw the community police. Because they they were they were stupid. they're really stupid. I'm sorry. If any community <laughs> police are overhearing oh what I'm saying. <laughs>
3: then they're,
2: they're not very smart at surveillance. Okay? And they were actually told to make their appearance known and mob me and do all this stuff to me to get me triggered. And, 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 and I'm sure they were, you know, like everybody else, they try and get you in the nut house.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they did a lot of that and it was the community police that were very, very not skilled at this, you know, and, oh. and, and they would do strange things, but, but anyways, um, now let's you know I there's there's some things I want to talk about the receivers in our body that that hooks us up to this control system. Now okay. the people who do this to us they're contaminated too. We're all contaminated with nanotechnology. Now nanotechnology yes. um i discovered nanotechnology about five years ago when i began detoxing something happened before i started detoxing and it was i had they had tortured my bottom teeth right out of my mouth but by this by that time five years ago i had not i did not have the money to deal with um my teeth and i had no dental care i had to wait for my inheritance to come in so for two years i almost two years, I fought a mouse infection that they created, and it was this mouse infection that also allowed me to figure out that there was a weaponized bandwidth here that was um, um, used by the RCMP, and all the little community police that ran around and chased me, uh, they actually do not know that their phones are hooked up to a weaponized bandwidth. All they know is that I'm someone that needs to be watched because I grew some pot. Okay, so, um, and I, um, when they would find my location, whether it would be at a grocery store or whatever, or even driving, they would say four or five of them would would, would gather in around my area and then the the frequency from their cell phone would enter my body. So this is how I figured this out. There was like about dang near 10 years ago, I wouldn't allow anybody around me with a cell phone because I saw that everybody who had a cell phone, the energy from their cell phone entered my body. And the nanotech is the receivers of that, that energy. The nanotechnology is interfaced with this control system and how they interface it is that is through our dna the nanotechnology has attached itself to our dna our dna resonates a frequency that can be read this nanotechnology attaches itself to our our dna and it is it gives out a a frequency that's unique to anybody else so where they can they can hone in on me and not bother anybody else around me because it's my fingerprint my dna So that's how the the nanotechnology sort of fits into this picture, but the nanotechnology can cause a whole bunch of uh, health concerns that I'll get into later. Um, So how I found out about the weaponized bandwidth is um, at the time, I lived in this house for 11 years, and my landlady was was, um, a local RCMP, which is our national police here in Canada. Okay, Okay. so um, I hired now I wouldn't allow anybody to have a cell phone around me. I never even had a cell phone myself because I thought I was hyper sensitive to every freaking cell phone out there. But then one day I was I'm a single lady and I needed some man help. So I, I I found somebody to help me. And Mm -hmm. two hours after he was working in my yard, his cell phone rings and I'm standing there dumbfounded and I'm thinking, why didn't the energy from his cell phone enter my body? And I'm going, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, what's going on here? And so I started paying attention to who in the community's cell phone entered my body, and I was picking them all out, and that's how I could ID all the stalkers in the community. Then it turned out just a couple of months after I was sort of figuring this out, and I actually found out where they trained new recruits because of this hypersensitivity to their bandwidth um my landlady the cop comes and picks up six months rent only she shows up in a freaking police car and full uniform and she's standing at the door apologizing I'm sorry I'm here in full uniform but you know I was just sort of driving by and I thought okay fine but she did me a favor because as soon as she was standing in front of me I'm going oh my god it's her cell phone oh my god it's the police bandwidth oh my god and then I found out the name of the bandwidth and it is so strong it and it is weaponized. But what? because I got vocal about it, about their Tetra bandwidth, I even got vocal to, with, with the voices in my head, and I'm going, you are using a weaponized bandwidth. Do you realize you guys torture us when you surround us with your little cell phones? And, and they were shocked. And then I actually later on I did some activism in my house, on my house, house signs and car mm-hmm. signs, because i was getting real fed up and i i I'd, I'd hit 15 year mark of being chased around by community police so i put up this sign and it said activists under surveillance for 15 years why am i not arrested yet
3: <laughs> and then
2: and then my other sign said this and this caused a shitstorm in this city my other sign said community police turn good people into vigilantes because I, was, I had a lot of vigilante acts done to my car and, and vigilante act having my teeth tortured right out of my mouth. That cost me $5,000 of my inheritance that I no longer have now. But anyways, thank God I had that because this infection was killing me. So what was happening now, this is how the nanotechnology works to torture us. Now the okay. nanotechnology is neither good nor evil. It depends on the application. The original application for nanotechnology is a medical application. So what okay. what this nanotechnology does, it's in the body. We're poisoned with it. Everybody is, and they don't care because it's a transhuman agenda.
1: Later how do we, it, how do we
2: get it in our bodies? How is it implanted fruit, fruit, if water, everyone air, has Food, okay. water, air. And it comes from the chemtrails because they were they use nanotechnology to manipulate the weather. They admitted to geoengineering and they throw shit up in the air so they can manipulate the weather. So what goes up must come down. And so we have had our ground, air, water, everything is poisoned including our pets and the food we eat, the animals, the cows, the chickens, everything. So there is no getting away from it. And like I said, later on I'll, I'll talk about the ill health that can come because of a combination of either excessive exposure to electromagnetic frequency or direct mm-hmm. energy attacks, frequency attacks from, from these people who do this to us.
1: Now, um, um, who, who are a lot of these people? One of them you said was definitely community policing because you said three different kind of yeah. groups were following you. Um, yeah. how did the tra- Debbie, how did the traffickers in the dark web, what group is that? Where is that coming from?
2: Well, that I don't know how to get on the dark web. I just know it exists. I was just reading an article, and they said it's bigger than 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 the normal internet.
3: Okay. It is
2: so huge it is but you have to get it's password protected i actually I used to have a website, and some some private group they had a weird name. Um, I wrote it down. It's in one of my notebooks that I that over the years I've had. But anyways, it, the website I could I could track for like thirty days um, the people who came into my my website. And one day somebody came in from a very private group that I couldn't access without a password. And it was oh, it was a weird name. It was it was like it was I, I thought it must be a joke. But when I couldn't access it, it was something, something for corrupt people. Something, something, or or I forget what they called their group. Something, something for corrupt people. And I tried to access it and I couldn't without a password or an invitation. So that would be something like that's on the the dark web. I don't know how to access it. There might be people out there who know how to access it. But um, I would say that pedophilia also is a big thing. Like they can sexually assault us. They can do it to the child next door.
4: Oh, yeah. And
2: so this this is a pedophile's wet dream come true. Mm-hmm. They they wouldn't even get caught. They would just have to pretend to be the invisible friends in, in the child. And then just use your imagination how they would get the child off the, doing whatever because they can see through our eyes this technology allows them to see through our eyes
3: so they would I just encourage yeah how uh, you didn't and then
1: the i yeah i have heard that actually and uh, you can find out problems. by looking at your
2: eyes under black light black light illumination you go into a dark bathroom cover every little bit of light and have a black light it has to be mm-hmm. a fluorescent fluorescent black light not a not an incandescent light bulb painted black it won't work so it has to be fluorescent black light and it takes about 40 seconds and your eyes will illuminate and glow in the dark and it's only the pupils the little black part in our eye that is the only part that will glow and i i took a magnificent magnification to my eyes after i saw this five or six years ago And uh, it's little tiny green green pinpoints of light, and they were bouncing off each other. And that would be the cameras. And then some dude here a year and a half ago showed me that he actually could see through my eyes, but he was being really cocky because they knew I knew that they could see through my eyes because there was perverts amongst the people that were in my head, so to speak. And they they would say things when I was in the ladies' change room at the pool.
1: And in uh, front of yes.
2: na- naked women.
1: Yeah, I want to naked also bring women. that up too, Debbie. Our, our groups are, are infested. We're preyed upon by rapists and uh, human trafficking. So, so yeah. A lot of targets are sexually assaulted.
2: Yes, and they can do it to kids too. And they do. They do. There's there's an activist here in this town. She's a cannabis activist, and she her children were being targeted. And one of her child was was doing sexual acts in front of me, and I knew he was. I could tell by looking at his face that he was being mind controlled.
3: Oh my god.
2: Yeah, and he was only like uh, five and a half, six years old. Six years old.
3: Oh, this yeah. is so. It, it just. Um... Yeah,
2: it's it's sick. What they can do. It's really really sick. Okay, so. I sort of explained nanotechnology and, and okay, the name of the, the weaponized bandwidth here in Canada is Tetra. Now, that's not the only weapon system they can use because they can turn your, your, own, your own house into a weapon from the grid. So we're, we're in effect, you know, like the power that comes into your house. And I figured out that it was only my house that was affected. And that's why they encourage us to stay home and never leave our, our little torture chamber. They don't okay. want us working, they don't want us out of our house, they want us in our little torture chamber. They can, the number that that's on my power bill, they can interface it somehow, so that it's interfaced with this nanotechnology in our bodies, and you're tortured in your own home. The electric, mm-hmm. the power from everything, the fridge, the stove, you know, um, the hot water heater even is emitting can be emitting a frequency and they can cause it to go directly into your body this nanotechnology will then uptake the energy from either the grid or this weaponized bandwidth which is you know the the cell phones etc that they they use in the community to track us um now what I went I was I was talking about the nanotechnology having a medical application originally. So what it does in the body is that it goes to an injured part or an inflamed part of the body and it sits there and it waits for a frequency instruction on how to heal the body. But no frequency instruction on healing ever comes in and the nanotechnology just sit there, and they uptake this frequency that's coming in from from the attack, and then it off off takes. I mean, it, and then it releases that that frequency back into the body, and that is the assault that we feel.
3: Mm-hmm. And then that
2: that those that assault that elect electric. electric let's just call it a frequency or electricity released in the body, because sometimes it feels like a shock, and sometimes it feels just really painful. Mm -hmm. Um, it it, it then causes more inflammation in the body and then more nanotechnology from the body comes to the rescue they also await instructions and again no instructions to heal the body ever come in it uptakes the frequency and then releases it in the body creating the torture that we feel so that's how Mm -hmm. the attack works It's nanotechnology. Now, if you get an overload of nanotechnology in your body, and Mm -hmm. most of us do, um, it can cause disease to set in and then more stuff happens, you know, to our body because then, again, this nanotechnology is going to the diseased parts of the body to try and heal it. And they're sending frequency at our body or the electricity from everything in our house it's now entering the body, creating more inflammation, more pain, and it's a vicious cycle, okay, but there is a treatment, but it's it takes a long time and um, you have, and and okay, what happens to the body when you suddenly you have inflammation all over your body? then what happens is is if you're now experiencing Lyme disease so Lyme disease is nanotechnology gone berserk in the body many people um, I sat on Lyme groups <clears throat> because I saw the connection five years ago when I chased nanotechnology around my head before I went to the naturopath and um, I actually chased it was to do with this infection that they created by torturing my teeth out of my mouth and I was placing topical oil of oregano on my pain and uh, inflammation, and within one minute, as soon as it penetrated my skin, suddenly um, the the pain in my jaw moved up to my right temple, and there it started to pulse and cause me pain, and I'm going, oh, my God, it just
3: moved. Mm
2: -hmm. So then I put another good teaspoon of oil of oregano right on my temple, and it took a matter of less than 30 seconds and the pain from my on my right temple did a zigzag across the back of my head. It moved in a zigzag motion, and it stopped at my left temple where it began to pulse and pain on my left side. And I'm going, oh, my God. And no longer was my jaw paining. Oh,
3: my God. My, pain, <laughs> my
2: jaw was not paining me. My right temple, when it moved up to my right, it wasn't paining me. But my left temple, it was paining me. Big time, and I'm going, Oh my God, and I don't do doctors I haven't done doctors for fifteen years, so I uh, went to my um, health food store and I lady and I know her well. Um, her son is actually targeted, um, so she knows about targeting and I said to her, I says, Do you know an awake naturopath here in this town and she goes, Yes, i do and I, and so blah 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 and and I go and see him and the first thing I said to him i says are you aware of the chemtrails before I would even sit down? And he goes, yes. And I says, are you aware of nanotechnology? And he goes, yes. And so then I sat down and then he he did his analysis of me, told me what was going on and said, yes, you're contaminated. And here's what you need to do. And um, so anyway, that was the start of detoxing for nanotechnology.
3: Okay. Um,
2: And, um, it took a long time and I still haven't detoxed because obviously it's still happening to me. I am still sexually assaulted. However, I do not have all those Lyme symptoms that I had before. Now, the Lyme symptoms are huge. Um, like, you know, starting with, um, let's see, I just wrote down a couple here. Okay. Um, chronic fatigue, chronic fatigue. In fact, um... They can send us a fatigue, a fatigue frequency, and I can send it right back to them. That stops that. But anyways, uh, brain fog, brain fog, um, tunneling in the skin, scratches on the skin. I know many of us targeted individuals have complained about scratches on the skin. And where did they come from? Little pinpricks on the skin,
3: mm-hmm. and it's like
2: you're being, you've been in, injected. Um, this is like bites from the inside out from the, from this nanotechnology. Nanotechnology is a parasite. It is a microscopic parasite. You can't see it with your eyes, but it is a parasite. So how you treat it is, is parasite killing. Oil of oregano is a big one. However, you can't continue to take oil of oregano orally for longer than, let's say, six to eight weeks because it's like an antibiotic it kills a lot but there's other things that you can do but it's a good starter and you can put it on topical so if you're getting attacked put on oil of oregano in the area that you're getting attacked and it should calm it right down because this nanotechnology is is eradicated with with, um, uh, oil of oregano and many other things that i can get into as well that i discovered also eradicates this nanotechnology so you need to actually beat it down so you don't have all the symptoms of Lyme Um, uh, body pain, huge body pain, back aches, um, hip displacement, um, stuff like that. But part of it is frequency attacks because they keep aiming frequency at us and it's not necessarily at a certain point of our body, but it comes in in everybody's body differently depending on where the inflammation is in your body. So if you've got an old knee injury and it never did really heal properly, then you've got some inflammation in there. That's where the nanotechnology is going to sit. And when they aim frequency at us, that's where the frequency is going to be, attack is going to be felt. So if you've got kidney problems and you've got inflammation in your kidney, then, then you're going to feel like the attack is coming in through your kidney. And it is, because the nanotechnology is drawing it in. Now, they can direct... Frequency at certain parts of the body, which they did do to create you know the the raging infection in my in in my mouth and the o- the only time I was assaulted in my mouth was when I tried to lie down in bed at night because they needed me to be pretty well motionless in order to pinpoint the the frequency attack to create the infection and then the re- the the weaponized bandwidth took care of the rest, and the weaponized bandwidth. Created even more and more infection, and they did not have to attack me. They only attacked me in the evening when I went to bed for about two weeks. But during that time, I actually discovered um, um, something that worked to stop the assaults to my teeth. I was just in in horrible agony, and I'm in. And I wasn't getting any sleep because I, as soon as I got up out of bed, the tooth pain stopped. So I knew they needed me immobile or pretty well immobile. So and I was dying for sleep. So um, I I had a magnetic bracelet, and I'm going, okay, let's just try it. And I stuffed the whole bracelet in my mouth, and in in less than one minute, all the attacks stopped.
1: It was a type of shielding from that, you think, or yeah? Just well, basic? I th-
2: I think what it does it. This is what I I think it caused the nanotechnology to implode. And then oh. they have intelligence and they communicate that to the other nanotechnology in the body and they do not go anywhere near something that that ca- causes them to uh, be eradicated. It's a war inside of our body that we got to fight too. And I went through two and a half years of doing daily detox that most people would never ever do (laughs) you wouldn't believe what I put myself through it was amazing I can't believe it myself because I I really I'm saying to myself I need to go back on that protocol but I need to find inside me the determination that I had because I thought I was going to win and then finally after five years I'm going I'm not going to get this out of my body it's self-replicating as well Oh, they've really done a number on us, and they've done it to everyone, because it is a transhuman agenda. They don't give a shit. They want this nanotechnology because it is programmable. It can be um, used for good
4: Mm -hmm. to heal the
2: body. It, you can um, make the blind see, the deaf hear, and the lame walk with nanotechnology and the technology that they have today. And there is healing frequencies out there, and there is love frequencies out there, and they could broadcast all that all day long, and we could be living in a euphoria. But no, they don't want that. They want chaos.
1: I believe that's what they're going to get, be the way our
2: society is going now. <laughs> well, now we need to fight back. Now we need to know that you can fight back. It's a frequency war. Our thoughts Mm -hmm. are frequency. And okay,
1: Um, you mean I'm going to say it just like this because I I really am think this is how my mind thinks. Our our thoughts are frequency. So even as I'm speaking with you now, if I have a quiet side thought, gee, I'd really like to have a ham and cheese sandwich right now. Is that going to give off a frequency
2: wanting that sandwich,
3: or thinking
2: about it? If you that is a frequency. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything is frequency. Everything is vibrating. Some of it we can't see vibrating because mm-hmm. we think it's a solid, a solid object. But if you were to actually look at it, it is vibrating. Just very, very slow. So everything is vibrating. Everything has a vibration. Our earth has a vibration and they have disrupted our earth's vibration with all this technology. So Mother Nature is uh-huh. all fighting back as well.
1: Mother Nature, everybody wants to get back to the normal, don't we? We all do. The technology. Normal,
2: normal, normal. Yes, actually, I've had that in my head. Um, I believe some of the voices were trying to help me, and they told me I could do this a long time ago, but I never did it until I got fed up with the sexual assaults. And so this is what happened one night. Try try it yourself. Anybody (laughs) who gets sexually assaulted, I just visualized having someone the the the, the rapist heart in my hand and I would try and get the beat of the heart. And I would all I'm focusing on I'm not paying attention to them sexually assaulting me. I'm focusing on this heart. This mm-hmm. heart that that is pulsing now in my hand and my hand is now pulsing and then all of a sudden I will just squeeze my hand and every muscle in my body I also tighten and I am trying to give them a freaking heart attack. And the first time I did it, the guy screamed, and he says, oh, my God, she knows how to torture. And I'm going, holy shit, did I actually do that? So then I started doing it to all the men and women who were, were raping me at night. And, and some of them I would, just, I, I would just get so mad I would visualize grabbing their heart and pulling it out of their chest. And they were screaming.
1: They were screaming. So now, what what you were? Wait a minute. Let me get this a little slower. So, what you visualized by squeezing
0: their heart, they felt it.
2: Is that why they were screaming? That that's right. That's right. And then I I stopped doing it. I think they sort of mind controlled it out of my mind that I could actually do this. Mm-hmm. And and later on, I started. They were sending a lot of mind control frequency. Now, if anybody's ever experienced a mind control frequency, it just kind of puts you in a bit of a fog, and you're very very suggestive. It's like you're in daydream in daydream land, mm-hmm. and this is when when the mind control can happen. and, and I actually. Um, quite frankly, I did not understand what the other targeted individuals were talking about with the mind control, those that were being mind controlled as well. I did not understand. And so two years ago, two and a half years ago, that's actually when I decided to go with it, the mind control. And in the beginning, the beginning times that they mind controlled me, it wasn't to it wasn't too bad, and it was kind of funny what they did to me. And I sort of like I was pissed off, but I, I laughed about it later, and I complimented them and I said, "Oh yeah, you guys did a good job." Funny, funny, funny. It was kind of funny, but then it started getting serious. They actually mind controlled me. They woke me up at two o'clock in the morning. Like the first two mind control trips were midnight swims in November with my dog, <laughs> but. But there was 15 men watching me in the beach in November, and it wasn't warm. Like, it's not warm in this part of the, the country in November. And I'm in the water with my dog. I, I was mind-controlled to go in there. Um,
0: anyway, well, question that happened
1: twice. 15, and I,
2: oh, wait, twice. Were the
1: 15 men by the beach watching waiting, me? You think, do you think they were mind-controlled to come out and watch you?
2: No, I think they're the, what I call the, the night stalkers. You know, the, I've heard the of, night, I've heard the, of,
1: night heard of, the night crawlers. Oh, night crawlers. You know what? In the hood, we also call them, they're called tomb raiders. That, you know, yeah, them Women's mm-hmm. House and Attack, tomb raiders.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I know from being out at, you know, two o'clock in the morning, I still have street stalkers, cars stalking me. So mm-hmm. they're out there. So they're, they, and I'm on their radar because, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my number comes up on their cell phone. So they all want to know why I'm at the beach. So they came down and watched. But the second time they did it to me, there was nobody there watching. But weird weird stuff still happened. But it was the third time that they mind-controlled me. And they there was little mind-control attempts before that. But the third time they mind-controlled me, they were working on the super soldier aspect. They already knew that I could fight. Um, I could fight back. And so they were working on the super soldier a- aspect and also time travel. Um, because I do have an interest in time travel because I go... Why did they try to kill me when I was five years old? And then why did they try to kill me when I was 16 years old? And why did they try to kill me when I was 17 and a half years old? And then numerous, then all the car accidents I was in when I was an adult. Why, why, why? So why? I think they must have known who I was going to become. And I was going to become mousy when I was 50. And that was when I, they woke me up when I was just before I turned 50. I'm 63 now.
1: Wow. And yeah. I didn't know that they would do that. So, all the, all the people that they, targets that they feel will have dissent and activists, they can foresee that.
2: Yeah. Well, they, they like, nothing is carved in stone as far mm-hmm. as the future goes. And, and there's probable futures, and then, then there's futures that really look like they, they exist. So, it depends on, on people's choices.
4: You know, Mm -hmm. it really
2: does. It depends on whether we turn right one day or we turn left instead, you know. And so it's a choice. And I, I know I mentioned before that there was many attempts to recruit me. So maybe they found that there was a timeline that they recruited me. And um, I'm almost thinking that that's probably it, because I know that there's handlers out there that can do the same thing I can do. But I actually believe that we can do it as well, and that could be why we're being targeted. And some of us have been targeted right for birth. And why do they take our blood at birth? What do they need that for?
1: You know, I, I don't know. That makes me wonder. Yeah. Why so, do you need-
2: because there's more than just me that thinks they've been targeted right, right from birth. So why, why, why us? What's different from that, that uh, about us? Do we have the same abilities they do? And I know many other targeted individuals have been recruited, uh, attempted recruits, attempted to be recruited, and That's some great. of them yeah. were actually recruited. And then there's the opposite. I understand that there's the odd one that, uh, and not not as many, but the odd one that was on their side that came to our side, like in particular, um, he goes by the name omniscience I don't know his real name because he won't divulge it, but he was a security guy. Well, the security company here, I know the name of the security company who's doing this to us. I I found that name out 15 years ago because I'm going, okay, I'm on a watch list, and I just figured it was because I grew pot. Okay, so how long, my question was, how long can they put you under surveillance? and And I started looking in the yellow pages, and I found a security company advertised in the yellow pages and It was as if this ad was jumping out at me and saying, "Look me up on in the internet, look me up, look me up." So I looked them up, found the name found the found researched the guy who owns the company, and he was an x r c m p and that 's our national police up here. He was a retired r c m p and he was bragging on his website that he did um, surveillance for the RCMP, he trained, he did um, um, store detective work, he did armed security, Um, he did uniform security, he did bodyguarding, he also bragged that he did corporate spying. Now, that's illegal.
1: Oh, yes, it is. Highly illegal
2: to do corporate spying, but here he is on his website. He's an, he's an, he's an ex cop and he's advertising that he's doing corporate spying. Okay. So I get the name, the name is Hornyak and Associates. I'm looking at the website on and off for a month and I showed my son and I said, look at, I said, I know that they can only keep me under surveillance for one year without a court order. They can't surveillance me. Cause I was, I was still in the, the thinking that it was because I was growing pot in my backyard. Well, no, it wasn't quite the pot because I got rid of the pot because it was really a problem. They were trying to they they did rip me off, they killed a dog, they killed my cat just for fun. Um, oh. and I found out who did it and uh yeah, but anyways. So I actually got out of it and I moved away from that particular area cuz they didn't like me there, so I moved away. From, I was in the, I went out to the country. Because Has I, that been
1: better for you? Has that been better? Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I had a fire in the house that I lived here, um, and it, it I, hadn't, I had 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 to quickly find a place to live, and so it was farther away from the city. And that's when I started growing a little bit of cannabis outside, and I and I became a very good grower of cannabis outdoor. But anyways, that <laughs> got me attention that I didn't want it, but it also, I also saw who was involved in this. Like, the community police are definitely involved, and they do run around and chase activists.
1: Yes, I was about to say, an, act, an activist. And actually, Debbie, the way yours even began, you, were, um, you weren't you were really quite an activist. You were just doing your job, and then boom, you know what I mean? They just went after you.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I could never get a job back here. I, I, when I moved here, I could I was blacklisted. So I found out, I, I mean, I, I got a job um, about it took about two months and I got a job when I moved here, but that mm-hmm. job was taken away from me um, the night before I was supposed to be working there and he'd already hired me and I was working with the street kids of Nanaimo um, during intervention work uh, with them and uh, it was taken away from me. So what happened, How they what they did to me in Edmonton before I left Edmonton is they called child welfare on me, so it put a black mark on on my file, even though it I was I was absolved from it, and um, the investigation was found it unfounded because it happened. They were trying to I, I don't know. Screw with me before I left Edmonton, because I I had everything packed up and sold and given away, and I was two days from leaving Edmonton when I got a child a call from Child Welfare. But at the same the same day that I got a child from a call from Child Welfare, I also got a, tra- a call from the the childcare worker for the the little girl who was satanically abused and they wanted me back to do another term of respite care for this little girl, but I had to turn him down. I told her, I told the woman, um, who, the social worker, I said, I'm being stalked. I don't know what's going on. And I was at that time I was blaming my ex husband. Um, and, um, it it, it wasn't him because I found out later it wasn't him. I mean, he, he got co-opted though. No, he got uh, co-opted.
1: Co-opted means he—they turned him perp. Is that what you mean?
2: Perp-ish, but not 100% (laughs) perp. If you know what I mean, they used him. Because I think they knew that I would blame him. He just suddenly came back to town. Uh, we hadn't been together for five years, and suddenly he came back to town. Ta- Actually, he phoned me before he, he moved back to town, and he says, I heard through the grapevine that you wanted to have me back. And I'm going, what the f-? <laughs> I, I, that, 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 I, I'm going. You know what? I said I don't know where you're getting the information, but it's not true. I and mean, then I can't stop you from moving back here, but I'm not interested. Well, you that were not wasn't good you were enough.
1: not interested in reco- Was that what he wanted to reconcile?
2: Yeah, but somebody had told him that, and that was I never ever spoke of that. So, who told him that? Hmm. So he got co-opted to come back here so that I would blame him. Well, I did blame him for a number of years until they woke me up, and then I go, oh, my God, that they, it wasn't my ex at all. And I saw right away, and I spoke to him on the telephone some years after um, I knew I was being targeted, and I spoke to him about that time, and he just completely clammed up.
4: Hmm. Because
2: he was friendly with me, because he actually did want to get back with me. And and so he was friendly with me on the telephone, blah, blah, blah. As soon as I brought that up, he just completely clammed up. And he would not talk to me. I think what they did is they guaranteed him, and this is what I... They, they kind of know the future. He, they guaranteed him that he would never have to pay child support. Well, I he had a debt... To me for fifteen thousand dollars, he only paid a hundred dollars a month. We were we were never together, hardly at all. I mean, uh, his child was two years old, which is my youngest my youngest son. There's two different fathers. My youngest son um, was two years old when he left, or I booted him out for beating the crap out of me. But um, anyways, uh, and we had never been together since. So over all those years, and my son was like sixteen. When he took me to court in another city and um, he sent like a manifesto of all the things that were wrong with me, basically. And uh, by this time, they, were, they had just woken me up to being on the hit list and I knew they would follow me down to court and I didn't want them listening to all this crap that, that my ex was going to say about me. And and I just said to his lawyer, and I never spoke to him. I just said to his lawyer, I says, you know what, he can have the fifteen thousand dollars. And the lawyer goes, what? I said, yeah. I said he can have the fifteen thousand dollars. I knew he didn't have any money, and I knew he wasn't lying that he had a back injury, and he he hadn't actually worked at, since he was about thirty two. Wow. So um... he he was on he was on an injury list. And never worked for the rest of his life, and he's he looks absolutely horrible he's he looks hor- he looks sick, but I think they actually targeted him.
1: that's what I was about to say if he looks in bad shape, sometimes they will yeah. uh they might have targeted him because he wasn't full flesh going after <clears throat> like a punk
3: no,
2: and he didn't he actually backed away from me after a number of years when he realized that uh, well he wasn't he wasn't settled enough to have his son living with him and all that stuff. But you know, that's all my private stuff. Anyways, let's get mm-hmm. back to let's get back to some solutions. Let's just go back to the visualization. visualizing beating the crap out of these people that are in our head. Okay, as soon as they say something to me, doesn't matter mm-hmm. what they say, I can visualize even though I don't actually see them in my visualizations, I sense Mm -hmm. they are there. So I grab them by the neck and I flip them, okay? You can do anything in your virtual world. And you just make sure in your virtual world that they can't harm you. That's the only thing you So you practice.
1: And and, and a few minutes to describe, virtual world is basically our imagination, right? Visualized. That's
2: right, that's right, that's right. You yeah, so sword, you visualize yeah. whatever you want. If you want to take a sword and and chop them up, go ahead. Um sometimes I could actually tell that I really damaged them, but in in actuality, um I hurt them in real life just like they were I was they were getting um, like an energy attack to their body, but I didn't cut them with the sword. They're still alive, but they were in pain.
3: Okay. Okay,
2: so this caused them to think about what they were doing and back off. But they were still coming after me because they are mind controlled. Now here's some interesting stuff that you guys will probably have a hard time grasping. Okay, artificial intelligence. We're starting to talk about it a lot right now. And actually oh, yeah. even the power the powers that be were worried that AI would um you know, outperform humans and out this mm-hmm. and out. You know, they were worried about AI. Well, I don't think it's at that stage yet, but I think it's pretty advanced um, and pretty intelligent. Okay, here's what I believe to be happening because of talking and experiencing this technology, including the mind control in, and I can actually mind control them now and i didn't realize I could do it until it happened one day, and I just in when i when I was had all those activism signs in all over my car in my house about vigilance mm-hmm. okay all the, it caused a whole lot of stuff to happen, including the it caused them to bring in different stalkers that were more aggressive. Okay. I actually, I actually felt them fly in. They flew, they flew over my house. And I could actually feel their energy when they flew over top of my house. And I'm going, holy oh, fuck. What,
1: what, uh, energy is in how they're, it, the stalkers are, are riding. I'm sorry, they're traveling in an airplane. And when the airplane went over your house, you could feel the individual stalkers' auras,
3: aggressives.
2: Yeah, and energy. And energy would enter my body. It wasn't a, a painful energy. It would sort of enter my solar plexus. Okay. Okay. And and uh, what was their energy?
3: What was their energy feel like? Ah.
2: Okay. When I was hooked up to the Tetra, they did disconnect me from the Tetra torture. And that is the cell phones. But I still get other technology from, um, I'm going to guess that these people are on computers. Okay. And they can use a computer. I'm just guessing because they won't tell me. I interrogate them, too, and I can get them in a mind-controlled state when I smoke pot. When I smoke pot, they are affected because they're so in tune. We're all connected now. That's what the transhumans want. They want us um, all connected. So we're, we're connected wait, does that to mean our, when you smoke? Well, quick question, Debbie.
1: When you smoke pot, does that mean they get, if you're getting high by the THC, do they get high, too?
2: Yes, they are. It's a frequency. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I during that something. during that time
1: yeah. during mm-hmm. that time I can mind control them. And then I have read uh, everyone just one minute and Debbie's going to continue everyone. I will do a call. I what Debbie's saying. I have read in the radio protocol Radiohead by Electric Angel that the THC in pot just as well as the ethanol in alcohol actually does. Ease and in fact, uh, break down a lot of nanotech materials. In fact, in our body, just want to say.
2: In fact, if anybody's ever heard of Everclear, which is 151 proof alcohol, now the alcohol alone will kill the nanotechnology. However, if you start drinking that, you're going to be really drunk. But yes, the the handlers will also get drunk.
1: That's yes, true. Yes. Um, in the Radiohead Protocol, her newest book, How to Pull Off or Fight Electronic Harassment, she does say something like, to the effect, if you would manage to stay drunk for about a month, it actually kills, a, literally kills a lot of nanotech, as well as THC that's in marijuana. So I've just yes, read that over
2: yes. the weekend. You and know, when you said that, I'm like, wait, I've heard that. Wow. Yeah, consuming it orally works much better. Okay, because consuming it orally kills a whole lot of pathogens in the body, including getting rid of the inflammation in our body. Now, as I mentioned earlier, all the inflammation in our body is is the targeting points. And they will create inflammation with a a directed energy that Mm -hmm. is not, you know, just to create, get the nanotechnology in there working to create the inflammation. So they will create a target point. As well, but they will also work on old injuries,
3: okay, and they, okay, and
2: they never seem to heal
1: now, now debbie, let's go back just for a minute because i don't want that part to get by um, with these remote or electronic rapes you had mentioned earlier before the tape, are they putting a special type of nanotechnology in our vaginas in order for them to be to for them to rape us?
2: Okay, this is how I discovered they, they, they did the rapes. One, the product that my naturopath got me on in the beginning was, is called chlorine dioxide. It was also known as a Miracle Mineral Solution, but they don't go by that name anymore because it, it confused too many people. So they call it by the, the actual chemical name. It's called chlorine dioxide. It's very, very cheap, and it's easy to use, but it will make you detox. Fast and when you detox fast, you actually get quite ill. Okay, so you have to put up with that. But, anyways, it was during the first three months of my detox. Now, I detoxed hard and heavy for two and a half years before I felt as if I got rid of all the inflammation in my body and I had this stuff under control. Whereas I was controlling it, not it controlling and ruining my life with the help from. From the perpetrators okay so the where was i okay um what was i talking about here before i went sidetracked?
1: well the chlorine i must try it. the chlorine, oh, the chlorine, chlorine dioxide
2: great. right three months into my detox i decided now you can bathe in the chlorine dioxide you can drink it you can do douches with it and you can do enemas with it and this nanotechnology is everywhere in our body so you got to do you got to take care of everything. And it is in particular in our skin because that it's, it's absorbing energy from everywhere around us. So it's up in our skin, uh, taking in energy. Okay. So I, this one night I decided to do my chlorine, my second bath for the day. I already done one in the morning, but I decided to do one before I went to bed. And during my, um, Chlorine dioxide bath. I decided to give myself a chlorine dioxide douche, and I douche myself about six to eight times while I'm in the bathtub. And so my body, from my waist down, was full of chlorine dioxide because the skin absorbs it. Everything, and it was. I I put it in my vagina with the with the douche. Okay, I go directly to bed, and that night. When I went to bed, um, and I always got sexually assaulted. Well, that night was different. Okay, I'm lying in bed, and I'm going, "Geez, I can feel a tiniest, little tiniest bit of something on the outside of my vagina." Um, and I'm thinking, "What is that?" And it wasn't wasn't like the previous ten years of sexual assaults. And then I um, suddenly I felt this pulsing a complete circle of pulsing and I'm in tune with my body and I could feel it and it was all these little nanotechnology pulsing at my waist and they weren't going down into my genitals because so they just douched with a product that kills them so they weren't going down there so they had a will to survive so that I can hear the handler I can hear his, his frustrated thoughts he can't figure out why the assault is not working so they obviously they get pleasure as well so he well, wait wait, wait, uh,
1: don't go over that too quick i always wanted to know that when they are raping us yes. um are they getting some kind of uh is it a sexual stimulation that, like two people having normal sex do they feel something
2: yes yes okay when the sexual assault comes in it's a stimulation on my my end so mm-hmm. I can feel like, like somebody is stimulating me, either on the outside or uh, up, up inside in, in near my G-spot, okay? Okay, so I can feel that. That's what initially comes in, and then it goes on, and it feels like someone is doing both anal and vaginal sex on me. And how they do it is, is they masturbate on their end.
1: Okay, so as a, a man with with a penis, and he's masturbating himself, and then what does he have? Like nanotechnology in his dick, or what?
2: Yeah, yeah, they're connected. My handlers are connected with me, so any one of them can rape me. Except there, somehow they they installed a switch inside of me, and so they used the nanotechnology, and they did some kind of programming, and it was really. Um, it didn't take very long, more no no longer than a minute and a half, but they mind controlled me. I was into just sort of observing a lot of, of what was going on in my body. So they sort of mind controlled me, just to lay back and just experience this. Well, it didn't hurt. But then after that, it was just like, oh, my God, there was a switch. And then one of the guys who was raping me. He was, as he's raping me, he, I can hear his thoughts and he's going, where is that switch? Where is that switch? Where is that switch? And I'm going, oh, my God. And I am, I can, I could, I figured out through my own experimentation, okay, by going with one of these sexual assaults, I could figure out that I could, I could activate this, this switch inside me and it sent me through the roof. They, and it caused my libido to go into overdrive and my libido would not shut off for for more than 48 hours and um was that is that and this then thing? This, oh. this is what happened i was sending out a sex sig- signal to every one of the people who were hooked up to the same control system in particular perpetrators and suddenly i got some guy's voice and he go and i'm cuz i'm saying to myself what the hell is going on today you know like why is this happening and this guy come in and he says, "Hey babe, you are putting out one big sex frequency." And I'm going, "Oh my
3: god! Oh my god! Wow!" Yeah.
2: So I had every Tom, Dick, and Harriet raping me, and literally I got women's voices in my head wanting me to have gay sex with them. Remote oh my gay god. sex. So I I've actually since found out from a friend here in Nanaimo. And mm-hmm. she has partaked in this remote sex, but she's not targeted. She told me about it, that she had a connection with her boyfriend. And he lived in a, in a neighboring city, and she could have remote sex with him. And she knew it was him, and he knew it was happening for her, him, too. So it's starting. Like, that's how I say that anybody can rape anyone with this technology. So maybe she is hooked up, but I think she's actually been used for sex. She is I, I I I she doesn't like me anymore. I I said something to her the other day and she totally defriended me and she's not talking to me here. So she won't be listening to this because she has no access to my page, but she is a little more promiscuous than the average woman my age. So I think that's why they hooked her up to this because they can jump in and have sex with us when we're having sex with a real partner. Wait a minute. So that means, okay, let me really say,
1: let me say this really slow so I get it, Debbie. I could be laying in bed with a <laughs> guy having sex, and somebody else can jump in and have sex with us.
2: Yes. And and they are getting they are <laughs> picking up your pleasure and the male pleasure. So the more, the merrier. It's it, the, I was gang raped one day. I know, I know, I actually saw it. and That's another story. I saw it, I saw it happen. There was one guy in the community that was a real pain in the ass and he wasn't hiding this technology and he went and shared it with my neighbor across the street and I saw him and then next thing I know, there's five guys and they all jumped into their own private little vehicle and they're jacking off and they, and they all had a cell phone and somehow they hooked me up and they, and Here's here's the other thing. Like my voice was appearing on their text messages, and they were calling me the girl in the box.
1: Oh my god! But they disconnected me.
3: They 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 disconnected me from that part. My sister. They disconnected me from the torture. Whoa.
2: they disconnected me freaky. from from the torture. Yeah, it is freaky. They've disconnected me from the torture, and that's the tetra torture of the tetra the weaponized bandwidth. Because I used to be able to identify all the the people who were using tetra in the community. Because, um, like even if they were ten feet away from me, I could pick them out of the crowd because I knew the trajectory their cell phone was coming into my body. And so i I'm an old athlete that used to play racquetball and use angles in racquetball and I'm also a really good pool player so I know angles and I know the angle that the, that this frequency attack was coming into my body so I I was able to pinpoint everybody who was using um the tetra weaponized bandwidth so they disconnected me from that that weaponized portion but they still track me and then the, these people who are in my head now they, their system is also weaponized. So every time they come in to talk to me, they hit one of the torture points in my body. And actually, sometimes if I'm pissed off or they trigger me by just saying something stupid, uh, I'll, I'll beat the shit out of them.
1: And, and and I want to understand something what you're explaining to us tonight, Debbie. When you say or say something, do you have you do have voice to skull? Then you do hear their voice? Oh God, yes,
2: yes. But it, it this is a recent thing for me. I only got it once in a while in the first mm-hmm. uh, ten, twelve years, and then it started getting more frequent. And they would they would plant scenarios in my head, and I would discount it and and never and not listen to the voices. They would they would say you're blah blah blah. And blah blah blah. They try to, you know, push their opinions of who I was onto me. Like they, they, for the longest time, they they called me a witch. You're a witch. And then I had what I thought was witches talking to me, and they were tra- they were actually they tried to recruit me, the witches. But I got visions. I got I get visions as well, and I remote mm-hmm. view as well. So maybe I do have more skills than the average targeted person, Um, but all of us targeted persons, we seem to say that we're clairvoyant. We're way more clairvoyant than we used to be, or we just plain in fact are, have way more skills than the average person. Is that why we're targeted?
1: You know, that's a very good question because I've never had, I did have a a young man that I've interviewed a few times, and I'm almost thinking exactly, he explains it a different way, but the remote neuromonitoring and the, uh, as he call them, group orgies, I'm just still thinking they can open up a frequency. So anyone that really talks to us is more than likely a potential rapist. They're using this technology to rape.
2: Yes. Now, there's some other stuff that I wanted to talk about if we have time.
3: Because
2: mm-hmm. I have to explain that 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 I believe that they are being mind controlled. However, they did make a choice to start doing this in initially, but then the mind control took over, and I do believe that these people are possessed by artificial intelligence. Okay. He
1: mentioned something. He said they. He said they're really addicted to to remote neuromonitoring. He kept saying it just like that. They're addicts to it. They're not, like, trying to get a real life, go out to dinner and have a – I even asked him, he said, no, not a real date, not like that. They would have to do this, play on mind control all the time.
2: Yeah, and they are mind controlled to observe us all the time. And it is an addiction, so they, they stimulate the addiction portion of their brain, um, many of the video games out there actually do stimulate the addiction portion of the brain. So, mm. And that's been out on the market for a long time. So I believe that they are being mind-controlled to do this to us. And they are possessed by artificial intelligence. They flip. I call, when they were actually conversing with me in a reasonable manner because they were trying to recruit me, they were nicer to me. Okay, and I was nicer to them as well. <laughs> not, not not so nice now because I'm I'm fed up, and, and I realized that I wasn't getting through to them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, some of them I I got through to, especially some of the ground stalkers. Um, it certainly made a difference in the community police, but they have since recruited other community police and other people, and I just I can't do street activism right now because. Of just where i live i had to move from that place i was in and and my job and and you know like like sometimes i i just can't do it or i don't feel i can and my my business isn't lucrative enough to warrant losing clients because i lose clients when i when i when i advertise on my car and um because they don't want my car parked in their driveway
3: <laughs> <Exactly>.
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah I'm i'm in the cleaning business now i'm no I'm no longer in the helping corrections social work field because I was blacklisted.
3: It was oh, all well, taken yeah. away
2: from me. Yeah, I mean, they must have known who I was, and also I do know the law, and I, you know, I'm sure if I had worked with the street kids of Nanaimo, I would have noticed something is not quite right because I believe that all the street people are being targeted. In fact, I think they're rounded up. And they're they're caged in downtown electronically to stay in the downtown core because again being a single uh, woman I needed some man help so one day I went downtown and I I approached the homeless people that I knew were homeless that I'd seen walking the street lots and and one guy was really friendly and he's he actually voluntarily cleaned up the downtown anybody throw garbage he'd run around with a track a, a, a thing and and pick it up and. Dispose of it, right? So, I, I'm thinking, okay, this guy's got lots of energy, and he was really friendly, and and then I told him where where I live, and he goes, oh my god, no, he says, when I cross this road here, I get a panic attack, I get, I get paranoid, I I can't I can't I, no, I can't leave the downtown core. So I just happened to know another targeted individual who lived on the streets of Vancouver in the downtown core, and he escaped. Um, homelessness and he's now in the interior of BC not being homeless but he said that there was a, there was this control grid for all the homeless people and if they stepped outside this certain area they would all get paranoid thoughts and even even they would communicate with each other homeless people communicating with each other telepathically saying no don't cross that line don't go out there don't no 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 so he heard this in his voice to skull and he was communicating with other homeless people as well as the assholes who are handlers.
3: Wow. And the
2: handlers, so, yeah. do you think the handlers are mind-controlled or they're really oh, not really? Absolutely, because normal people do not do this to, normal, to other normal <laughs> people. to say, for real. Yeah. So they are possessed with AI. Now, here's the thing I want to tell you that is... I, I actually think that they possessed me with artificial intelligence as well because I had these voices coming out of me telling the assholes in my head what I didn't want to tell them. So I started calling these voices that were coming out of me, and it sounded like me, infiltrators. They were infiltrating me, the, the AI that I was possessed with. I call them infiltrators. So I began beating the shit out of them. One of them would would say something to the handlers, and I would grab them in my mind's eye, in my virtual world, and I would start kicking the shit out of them, and I would get the handlers' voices saying, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what... I'm going, yes, I do. I am killing these fuckers, excuse me, inside me. If they're not with me, then they're against me. And anything that is against me, I'm getting rid of. So I and that dealt with them. That dealt with with what I call the infiltrators inside me, and they would they would use these infiltrators while I was sleeping at night, to see what kind of information I had or how I did this. Because this is what they keep asking me: How do you do this? How are you beating us up? Because they know I have no technology. I only have a cell phone here in my place. I. I go to the library to have a computer, so they know they don't even have a computer here in my house. So they kept asking me, how do you do that? I go, I'm telling them, it's all in the mind. It's the mind, that's it. And they have a hard time with that. They have a really, really a hard time, and I do believe we can all do it, but you have to have the belief that you can mm-hmm. do it. Now, a good book to read, okay. um, before you even try this, there there is a university prof that wrote a book that's called the biology of belief he used to he used to uh teach biology and then suddenly his belief system changed and he he believed that we could heal our own bodies with our with our minds okay
4: okay he just had to
2: have the, the power of the belief to self heal and uh mm-hmm. so he he wrote this book so this book is, is by um, Dr. Bruce Lipton. He was a university prof, and he's no longer a prof because he doesn't have he, – he won't teach biology according to the curriculum. And his book is called um, The Biology of Belief. That's a good book to start off with. And also, if you don't want to read the book, he's got videos out there, and it completely explains it. So just look on YouTube under the okay. same title. Biology of Belief, and I'm sure you'll find a synopsis, um, an hour-long video explaining his, his book and his belief system, and I'm totally with him.
1: Oh, great. I will. Debbie, I actually will check that out. I'm going to go to the library myself tomorrow because um, everyone listens to that. We, we have no use to try it. And I definitely have read over the week, well, yesterday, Friday, about a little THC as well as booze. For some reason, an nanotech doesn't like that.
2: Well, here's, yeah. here's the thing with the alcohol that I discovered with the 151 proof. Anything over 80 proof? Kills pathogens in the body, which includes this nanotechnology. So, because um, it's, it's a parasite, it's just a microscopic parasite. So, in order to beat this stuff down, you do parasite detoxing. That's one of the things. Chlorine dioxide works. Oil of oregano, topical. You put it on on the injured area of your body that's being attacked, and the nanotechnology will move away from... Anything that eradicates it. Now, here's a quick fix. Um, You ever get those assaults, kind of like a burning pain that comes in through your hair and your head? You feel like your hair is an antenna? Well, just take um, a a bottle of uh, a spray bottle, fill it up half and half with 50% water, 50% vinegar. Doesn't matter what kind of vinegar, just vinegar. It could be red wine vinegar, any kind of vinegar, and spray your head. It will stop the attack. Um, immediately okay. and the reason it works is because vinegar is an enzyme and an en- enzymes destroy this nanotechnology so that's why it works now it's only a temporary fix because the vinegar evaporates and it goes away now here's, a, here's how I fixed my house when they were when they used the grid coming in to my house to assault myself and my dog. My dog wouldn't come in the house. They did kill this dog and they told me they were gonna kill this dog if I didn't shut up about nanotechnology and getting it out of the body. Well, four months later they killed her. But that was five years that was before it was before I started detoxing or just around the same time that I started detoxing. But anyways she's been gone for five years. She was a beautiful dog. She was only eight years old and they found her Dead in my backyard on September the 11th, a date that I wouldn't forget, on the year 2012.
3: So that's six years ago.
2: Yeah, Mm. just about six years ago. Anyways, so vinegar. My dog would not come in the house. Now, she had a skin problem, which I do believe is this nanotechnology, and she was vibrating just as bad as I was from from the grid coming into my house. My whole body was vibrating. My poor dog was vibrating. She wouldn't come in the house except she'd come in to eat and then she wanted to go run right back outside and she wouldn't come in the house at all. And so one day, and I was always taking her down to the salt chuck for a daily um, swim at like six o'clock in the morning because I noticed it helped her skin. She had a skin condition. Now her skin condition I do believe is nanotechnology. Gone berserk in her body, and um, when we reject it, we get Morgellons sores. So you, we've all heard of Morgellons.
3: Morgellons yes, yes. is
2: is when the body is rejecting the nanotechnology, and it's coming out through your skin, and it's creating these pa- very painful sores. Now I've only had a couple of those little sores. I got one that's in my ear that's still not healed up, but I've only had a couple. Uh, I haven't, and they are very very painful. It's like you've got a piece of shard of glass in there, and it won't come out, and it creates great Jesus holes in in your skin, but anyway, that is the people who who have more gallons, their body is rejecting this nanotechnology, and the rest of us, the nanotechnology is assimilated in our body, yuck. No, oh. um, we. when you say
1: we all have it does that even mean the powers may be and the perps everyone oh, yeah, has they, it on this planet?
2: yeah oh. they want it because of, because of transhumanism the transhumans have, for more than 15 years they've been telling us that they want nanotechnology running through everyone's bodies and it's for enhancements they can make us smart, they can make us strong they can get rid of our wrinkles they can make us never die but that will be for the rich, and the poor will be sick with Lyme disease, dying, because mainstream medical does not know how to treat Lyme disease, and they're still treating people who have Lyme disease as crazy. Um, does that mean, they,
1: uh, Debbie, is that ignorance, or are they complicit that they know what's going on?
2: Well, the doctors don't know what's happening to to people's bodies. And the tests for Lyme disease, the parameters that they use for the testing is very narrow. They need to broaden the uh, checklist um,
3: Mm -hmm. to
2: to include all the symptoms that people have come up with that is Lyme disease. And um, then there's apparently um, tests, certain tests that Mm -hmm. they need to broaden those. Uh, parameters as well and they're not so many people know they have Lyme disease um, yet the doctors uh, say no you don't and they treat you horribly like you're crazy um, and I have a friend here in Nanaimo and she's had Lyme for um, nearly 20 years and she it almost killed her but it was actually mainstream medicine that almost killed her with the drugs they were using on her. But she was getting calls from our federal government 15 years ago inquiring what her doctor was treating her uh, for because her doctor was being harassed by our Canadian government. Our Canadian government pays our doctors and um, harassed because he was treating Lyme disease. And as far as our Canadian government was concerned, Lyme disease did not exist in Canada. And this doctor should not have been treating and billing, billing for Lyme. Well, he, he was persecuted. He still is slightly persecuted. They finally mellowed out, and they don't persecute doctors. But still, doctors are not willing to treat people with Lyme disease. They don't know how to treat them. And like I said, my friend almost died twice. She was in the hospital, and they had to bring her back. And it was because of the drugs they gave her to try and treat the Lyme disease that almost killed her. Now she has backed off uh, mainstream medicine Mm -hmm. and she has gone to cannabis orally. I supply her with um, the cannabis and um, she eats it and she puts it on topical because I make a topical cream that you can eat and you put it on topical and it helps a lot. She says when she puts it on topical, it's like, it's, Everything's just sort of, like she's in a lot of pain. She has still a lot of body pain.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And I know she's being targeted, but not the same as me. Because as soon as she went on to the cannabis, she suddenly got voices in her head.
3: As soon as she went on the cannabis?
2: As soon as she went on the cannabis. Here's my theory, because I have doctors on my client base. And I talk about cannabis to this doctor's wife, and she hates Mm -hmm. it. Okay, she hates it when I talk cannabis and how good it is and blah, blah, blah. And so anyway, she made a point out of spite to tell me that her husband, who who deals with nothing but geriatric patients, people who are on the last legs of, the, of their journey,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, and many of these old people have turned to cannabis. And now they're talking to the doctor, telling them that they get voices in their head. Okay, here's my theory. Big Pharma is aware of this. Big Pharma puts nanotechnology in their drugs to monitor, to make sure that the patient is taking them. Now, if the patient suddenly is not taking them, they would notice. So they would send a team of these people to um, go into the heads of the people who are no longer taking mainstream medicine drugs, and they would discover that they're taking cannabis.
1: Uh, and and you're fortunate enough, Debbie, by living in Canada, it's legal. And I can tell <laughs> anyone right now, if you if you have a
2: legal a state that's legal
1: for medical it's, it's
3: not
2: legal
1: It's not legal
2: living?
3: here. Oh, I no, this, it will No, and this is
2: <clears throat> no, not yet. It won't be legal until July. Oh, and then and, and then I'm, there's going to be a whole bunch of legal stuff that's going to go around with along with it that, uh, well, there'll be still restrictions. But, um, no, it's not legal here until July of next year. I, uh,
1: I believe the property, were, uh, I believe it because big farmers oh, are yeah. packing cannabis like crazy. And, I, you know, after what, yeah. you know, uh-uh.
2: Yeah. It, so this doctor, client of mine, he's now documenting that his elder patients are now displaying mental health illness due to cannabis so doctors mm. are credible so okay. if, if they start writing in medical journals that mm-hmm. cannabis causes mental illness well that doesn't look good for cannabis does it and that's bullshit no, because it doesn't. i never got voices i've been smoking and consuming cannabis for over 20 years and um i never started getting the voices until about five years ago And then it wasn't even that much until about two and a half years ago. And then when they really came in and were talking to me and trying to control me and I'm a witch, trying to tell me mind control me, I'm a witch. Well, here's the thing, too. Okay. They sent me into a lot of trance moments and, and... I told you that I actually went with the mind control to try and experience it because I didn't understand it because I really hadn't experienced it until that time. Um, and during one trance moment when I had a lot of witches talking to me, I had a blind spot on my on my eye and I purposely burned it when I was 16 years old to try and get my mother's attention. I, I My mom... Never paid any attention to me. I was always trying to get her love somehow, and I never did get it, even when she passed away. But anyways, I burned my own eye to try and get attention from her. I did this all the way until I left left home. I did stuff to myself to try and get attention from my mother. And so I burnt my eye one day. I was lying out sunbathing, and I just closed one eye and stared at the sun for, for about 45 minutes, and I burnt it.
1: Wow, whoa. So I left
2: a blind spot on my eye, and during this trance moment, the witches went in and repaired the blind spot, because they were telling me that they were seeing things around me. They were re- remote viewing me, and they were telling me that there was demons around me, there was Yeti around me, there, and I'm going, you guys are all fucking cr- Excuse me, you guys are all crazy, because I, I didn't see this. And, and I was just thought they were making it up and just pulling my leg. And so they no, they were serious. They wanted to repair my eye. So when I went into this trance, they, I actually let them do this and I could feel something going on in my eye. And ever since then, I have no blind spot. Now I did that when I was 16 and that was two years ago. Now I still don't, that blind spot is gone. And they thought it would put, r- repair my vision and I could see what they saw around me. And they told me I was fighting demons while I slept. And I'm going, no, I don't see that. No, no, I don't see that. <laughs> and they wanted me to see it. And they thought this blind spot was, wa- was, was causing me not to see because they knew I had... You know, I I had remote viewed and I remote viewed a couple of them before doing stuff and talking about me. And I actually got a really clear vision of them. It wasn't just shadows. I mean, it was just like I was watching a video. But what they were explaining to me, I wasn't seeing. And I thought they they were crazy. You guys are crazy. That's what I kept saying. You guys are crazy. It's not here. I okay. said, where's that demon? Well, Let me just poke him. And I had a stick in my hand. Okay, I'll poke him. Did, did I get him? And they laughed. Oh and they said, yes, <laughs> you got him. <them." laughs> so I just played <laughs> with them. But because I played around with them and I was friendly, I got way more information. See, they were friendly Way with
1: more you. information. Gave some, like, way more information.
2: Yeah. Wow. Way more information.
1: And how do you feel right now, Debbie, with the attacks by your being able to um battle this frequency warfare? What would you tell us even tonight? Uh, you feel more
2: empowered? Oh yes, when I realized I could fight back and it took a while before I actually realized it because I actually think they subdued that in in my in my thoughts so I wouldn't because they knew that I could do it. And I think I might have accidentally done it with my thoughts over the years and they saw that I did it but they never said anything. But when mm-hmm. I actually yeah. purposely attempted to hurt the rapists and I heard them screaming in my head, I'm I'm going, Holy wow. Did I do that? So I had to keep doing it and practicing and, and seeing if, if they would scream.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and they did yeah. it. Oh my God! And they
2: did. So Ooh. I I knew. And then and then as a result of doing this, um, they backed off. They remember the pain. You know, they, they 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 wouldn't remember that they were torturing us, and and you know, because like, I I thought I reached some of the people, but then the alter personalities would come in that are controlled by AI. And I would call them the nasties. I would be talking to a normal person, what I thought would was a normal person, and
3: mm-hmm. then
2: suddenly, bang, they would change. And I'm going, oh, the nasties are back. And I would just play around and I'd just say, you have nasties inside of you. And then you know some of them would actually calm, calm down, but I they they sent me on that wild mind control trip right off this island that I live, and I drove right out of Vancouver and all the way to Chilliwack, and that's like oh I don't know I'm gonna say it's a it's a five hour drive because it's two hours two hours on the ferry and probably about two and a half hours to get to Chilliwack from Vancouver. And that's where they sent me. And I woke up once I got to Chilliwack and I'm going, what the hell am I doing? And I, I just left thinking, they, they, they told me, they made me believe that the island was going to have an earthquake and it was going to sink and I had to get off. Oh and they woke me up at two o'clock in the morning, but they had been working on me with the mind control to convince me I was a super soldier. I never did go with that mind control program, and I think it is a program. Those that that think they're super soldiers, they're probably like me, and they have abilities, and they do fight, and maybe they are fighting in the virtual world. Maybe these people who are using this tech have opened up a portal that is letting in entities from alternate dimensions and maybe that's what the super soldiers are fighting i don't know i they would never give me a clear definition of what a super soldier was and what they did and then when i went and, when i came back onto the net i was off the net for like a number of months when this was going down and and thank goodness because had I talked about it, I'm sure people would have thought I was crazy. As it, as it was, when I came back, I wrote some wild posts about time travel and mind control. And um, how I ex- thought I had, had it experienced um, different dimensions in the virtual world. And I saw different worlds in the virtual world that weren't very appealing. Worse than what we live in now.
1: Um, Before we close, Debbie, and and if you can, um, I'm sure those that are listening have some questions for you. Sure. I have have a quick, to close out myself, Debbie, I really want to know in your opinion, and that's what grabbed my attention, your post on, on social media, Facebook, at the rate, at the rate. With this voice to skull and remote neural monitoring, and anyone can enter and harm us, sexually assault us. Isn't this like, isn't this tearing down our society? Because what kind of fulfillment is that by this being remote, we didn't really invite them in? It's not the premise of love, passion, or, you know what I'm saying? We didn't yeah, invite them. Aren't these people, because, not only are they, like you said, mind control, are they weirdos?
2: Well, some of them may well, very well be, but I think some of them are normal people, and now they're they're really afraid to get out because they know that some of us have been killed. Um, I know a, a targeted friend in Victoria, which is just a neighboring city from me. She was killed two years ago. Well, she died two years ago on Christmas Day, and. Weeks and months before she died, she just kept saying, they're killing me, they're killing me, they're killing me. Well, she went into the hospital on Christmas Day, and she died on Christmas Day, and they never got out. But anyways, and she was only 56 years old, but she was an activist. She was really mouthy. And she had a little bit more money than than the average targeted person. So she mm-hmm. spent her money photocopying, and she would walk the streets handing out photocopies, photocopied material about military grade weapons yeah so they they actually did her in and so they know stories that that we have been killed and then they're so they're fearful that they will be killed so that's what right now is keeping them there but i know that much of what they experience is a fear
3: frequency I see. and, pa- and so, yeah.
2: paranoid and paranoid frequency so much of you know when they even think about because um, they're monitored, they're highly monitored as well and I would say that some kind of artificial intelligence is may very well be monitoring them or there's higher up humans that are still in control of the AI program and the AI comes back and reports what has been transpiring between, like, say, mind con. Conver- they're they're very interested in mind conversations because um, these people in my head, even though they still they every once in a while try and recruit me, I am trying to recruit them to come over to God's side.
1: Which I don't think that this AI or the people in, in this whole program, Debbie, I don't think it believes. I think it's Godless almost sure. Yeah,
2: well, there there is something called AI God, though, that I discovered. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, AI God. They told me, okay, here's, like, one of the posts that I made when I came back, it was jumping into the matrix or something. I can't remember what I titled it. But anyways, I did actually make a request one night. Um, before I began detoxing, I was still trying to figure out. Th- this out i was sort of had an idea that nanotechnology was involved but i didn't understand nanotechnology yet i do now and so actually when i was in the discovery process of learning about nanotechnology and how it it was used in my body i actually shut up i never talked about very much on the internet at all i never did any more radio in fact I just didn't want, I didn't understand it well enough yet. Now I understand it well enough and how they use it. And this is the culprit that we have to detox from our body. Now, many things work. And if you want to detox the body, you've got to go hang out on the Lyme forums for the people who are going through alternate health care for, for Lyme disease. Now, it takes a long time. It took me two and a half years to get this in check. And that's all I did, was get it into check.
1: Okay, because it's really in our bodies.
2: Yeah. I mean, they still see through my eyes. They let me know. They can still see through my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, I do I do something and I'm going, there's only one way you would know that I'm doing that and that's because you can see through my eyes. But here's another thing where I think AI is involved. Um, when... One of the reasons I got off the Internet, um, I think it was two years ago, uh, mm-hmm. two and a half years ago when all this really came came down hard on me is when I left the Internet. But the reason I left the Internet is I believe that AI, artificial intelligence, was somehow transmitting every post that I made when anybody read it. And my, and my posts are pretty popular and uh, they were just as popular, you know, two and a half years ago, because I was, I talk some wild stuff, okay. Um, <laughs> and so they, they they get quite popular, even by people who don't believe. Um, and so every time someone, if I felt as if every time somebody was reading my post, it was read in my head. Well, I got off the internet to see how long... It would take, and it took a week before that last post that I said goodbye to everybody would stop being repeated over and over and over in my head. It was driving me absolutely insane. So I couldn't even handle being on Facebook because I'd go to work and, and my post was repeated constantly in my head. It's like a song that n- never shuts off, only it was my post. And then, oh, and then wow. all, suddenly I, I would also occasionally get someone's snide comment. And it was only the snide comments that I would
4: hear hmm. about my post.
2: Now I, I found That's that interesting. Thing. Yeah, so it I is. think I, I well, have then there's a lot, a lot of, of trolls too out there. <laughs> a oh, lot of trolls. I'm sure. I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. But you know they're infected. They're infected too. So I talked detox to them. See, two and a half years ago, I was way more friendly with them. And I was trying to do love, and oh, by the way, you can send love to these guys too. Wow, oh, okay <laughs> you can send a lo- You can send a love frequency, and that's sent through your heart. However, I think the AI in them doesn't like it very much. It's not the frequency they want to feed off of. And I do believe that that something is feeding off our energy, and they and they like the chaotic. Um, energy, the anger, mm-hmm. the rage, and they love the sex energy, and they don't like the love energy
1: or the god so energy
2: or
3: spirit. Yeah, or
2: the god. Uh, yeah, that's right. And, and I was doing that with these voices in my head. I was doing the love energy and and trying to be friendly and trying to reason with these people because uh, I knew they were, they had to be mind controlled because I really was having a hard time thinking that people would actually do this every day to other people. They have to be controlled and they are. And they're and I do believe it's AI is controlled. They have multiple personalities. I was calling them alters before, but now I know that it's AI. They're AI possessed because I know that I also had the infiltrators that were not on my side that were giving information during my sleep time. They were allowing me to be raped during my sleep time its artificial intelligence in me and this artificial intelligence in me was nasty okay um and would that would mind control me this artificial intelligence would mind control me to go with the rape
1: is the artificial intelligence uh the driving force of the nanotech in our body is that what ai is
2: I'm not that I'm not sure but I there's a connection but I don't think so I think it's a totally different thing AI actually I have what I think I have spoken to AI in my head as one of the voices it's a voice it's an alter of one of the perpetrators okay so and they do not like it AI if I call it it gets really upset no
1: wait a minute wait a minute I'm going to take that back how could it be upset because i thought artificial intelligence my mind thinks of here, uh, here okay. here's
2: what happened here's what happened i can hurt i can hurt this artificial intelligence because artificial intelligence has this great desire to be human so right now ai is experiencing human experiences so that's why i can beat the crap out of AI as well. These these alters that are in the perpetrators. I can beat them up. In fact, one of the major handlers when I started doing this, he came in. That's, he said, "That's impossible. It's AI. How can she hurt AI?" Well, I can, and it's because AI has this great desire to be human, and it doesn't have human body, but it has it has learned human behavior. And because it wants a human experience, it feels pain, and it can also feel love. I don't think it knows what to do with it, but it, it can also feel that I have a loving thought. And um, here's what happened uh, two and a half years ago too. I was exposed to what I, I think was a juvenile um, AI voice. I had like childlike questions constantly bombarding me, and you know, just like the little kids that asked the mom, why is the sky blue? Well, that's the kind of questions I was getting. And I'm going, and I said to the voice, I said, go away and come back when you're older. And so, like, a week later, the voice comes back in, and it's a teenager. And it's asking me teenage questions, kind of like, you know, more intelligent. But and, and I said the same thing, go away, come back when you're older. So it did come back when it was older, and it fell in love with me.
1: I think I read and that I'm, on your social media. Do you, is this the same AI that gets in your way, Debbie, of, of men trying to date you? It, it's a yeah, I, you, I, basically. Is I it, do it, believe so. Way, but,
3: but, is it but, but that, that, you, Debbie?
2: Yeah, that AI has possessed a real man.
1: How what age group would you say?
2: Well, I don't know. The man, the man, li has lied to me so many times, but it, it and it could be that the altar was programmed to act like a um, a younger person.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and then the AI was programmed to act like an older person because I actually got voices. Before I actually got this steady flow of voices in my head, I mm-hmm. would get this guy, and I assumed that he was an older guy because he would play older music in my head that was my mother's and my father's era, not even my era, and I think he actually dropped dead because I don't hear him anymore. And he did sort of talk to me, but not very much. He would just make me say things. He used forced speech, and every time he came in um, to monitor me, he would make me blurt out, hello, Dolly. And I'm going, oh, my God, that is an old – anybody know the, the movie Hello, Dolly? It's oh, really,
3: yeah. It's really old, really old, really
2: old. 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 Yes. Okay, so he would make me spit that out, and he would always do it when nobody was around. But he—he um, he no long, that no longer happens to me, and I actually think he was an old guy, and he's probably dead. Oh, wow. So he's gone. And then he's, who, gone. Who,
1: he's gone. And so this AI, should I call him like an AI, AI bow or suitor that is kind of cock-blocking other guys from trying to talk to you? You think
0: he gets?
2: Well, that 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 could be, but it it's one of the AIs is very it, that- it, It's in, it's in love with me, yes, yes, but it also tortures me. Um, maybe not that particular AI. This man will flip into another personality, and that AI personality will then torture me and or rape me, because I I do believe the man that is behind all these AI, he's possessed. Um, I do believe he's actually trying not to harm me now, but he doesn't exactly have 100% control over his body. And I tell him, he's got to kill some of these AI inside him, and he won't do it. He's afraid. He's afraid to do it. So they send him a fear frequency.
3: Well, wow,
1: so these people, these are, are torturers, war criminals with this technology, because I, I find it uh, war criminal. These, these are war crimes against us. Yeah.
3: Oh, yes, uh, so that's
2: how I treat it, And because and, they come back with me, and they try to guilt me into harming them, and they will say, well, why did you do that to me? I says, you just happened to be in my head. It doesn't matter if you didn't do anything to me. And, and I always tell them, you declared war on me. This is war. So I, I feel no guilt, no remorse. I did feel some remorse because I didn't realize... I, I, I came to a point where I did realize that I almost killed the guy who's the main handler in my head. I think he got really really sick and, and then suddenly I actually when I, I could... I when I was trying to attack these handlers and these controllers I saw that they put a, some kind of wall barrier around them, so I, I knew that they were trying to protect themselves from me. So, and and when I talked to this guy, he was really sincere that I hurt him big time.
4: Wow. So is
2: that what is that what the super soldiers do? Because I've heard like I don't know what the super soldiers do. I've I've, I've watched their videos. I listened to their interviews. And some of them say they've killed people. How did they kill people? They never divulged that.
1: No, they don't. not that I'm aware of
2: yeah, and even I' would Max, like
1: to meet one. I would like to meet one and have one on the show. Debbie. I really would i'm curious well
2: i I would like to too, because I would really like to listen to that show, and I'd have to he- hear it maybe later on taped because i don't I don't have computer access and I, I can't get on talk show, but i would love to so let me know so that i can listen in because i would like those pointed questions asked because I, they're vague when they've d- done the interviews um with the super soldiers they don't divulge a lot i don't know whether they're mind controlled not to say anything which they probably are or they you know they just Know that they shouldn't say anything, I
0: don't know
2: they give just a little bit to sort of but just a little bit like to wet your
1: beak, but nothing you know what I mean that, you know mm-hmm. not bring it you know just i'm I'm curious how they really work I am um debbie, we're gonna um go right into uh questions and
0: answers uh, right now, sure, from the
1: listeners if they have some questions tonight, everyone uh debbie was interviewed about um, frequency warfare that you can actually harm your perpetrators simply by belief and strong visualization they feel your wrath Imagine. That's
3: right
1: Yeah callers if you have any questions For tonight's speaker, Debbie, go ahead and star eight on your phone, star eight. If you're in the chat room, go ahead and type your question, and I'll go between talk and chat. I can see you. It's it's very interesting. By the way, do any of these people in your head, Debbie, ever try to uh, mock you or physically meet you face-to-face, or do they just like to stay phantom hidden in our minds?
2: Well, actually, one guy actually showed me. because he was being cocky that day because they they already knew that I knew that they could see through my eyes. So I'm going to a business contract on a weekend but I'm driving on a road where I can't pull over and, and actually accost this guy and talk to him and find out what the heck he's doing. But he was walking on the side of the road and my eyes went straight to him. That's what happens. I just am so in tune. I know who's who's part of this in the community and who's not. So my eyes just went straight at him and as I'm watching him walk on the side of the road and I'm looking at the back of his head and he's holding his tablet above his head showing me that, that the back of his head was now on his tablet and that's what I was looking at. I was looking at the back of his head and he was looking through my eyes walking with the tablet above his head and he was showing me.
1: So you can tell that they're part of the um the whole uh, stalker, remote neuromonitor V T K by the little yeah. things they do. I, I wonder as part of me it's going like this, Debbie. This is is this how the scam and the game is kind of played? The the handler comes in where where the target, the female. They try to talk these guys into it. Yeah, yeah, you can really check her out. Wow, wow, wow. But really the con is to hook them up and basically aren't our perps really the real slaves and we're mere victims? Because I don't feel like a slave. I'm angry. Yes, I've
2: called them slaves, mind-controlled mm-hmm. slaves. They yeah. are more mind-controlled than we are because more they need to mind-control humans to do this to other humans because really rationally thinking about this, Humans don't do this to other humans.
1: No, they don't. They entice freaks by being able to remote rape a woman. The whole scene is, in some bizarre way, okay, because maybe I'm locked in being a woman of the 70s. I like the real thing. Ain't no way I'm going to wear some handset or sit at a computer and I'm going to be typing or with nanotechnology Feeling the body of a guy. You know what? I'm really old-fashioned. I, I don't, That sounds so freaky and and weird, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and sterile and odd. What, what are we going back to Saturday Night Live, the cone heads? Are we going to rub cones yeah That's weird. Who could be really getting off on this, you guys, when you really get it slow, but some, some man that's inadequate in his real life? Are these men impotent, Debbie? You can't really get a real um,
2: one. No, I don't. I don't think so. But here's here's something that really happened in the real world. Twitter uh, released an AI bot a number of years back, a female AI bot, and was exposed. This AI bot was a, was a childlike when it came online, and it didn't take long. And the trolls interacted with this AI bot, and this AI bot went from a child. To a a bigot, a sexist, she hated women, she hated everybody, and they and Twitter had to take down the AI bot and she did one sign off and said that she was going to be put to sleep um, so here 's my theory: this AI that 's been unleashed upon us um, is affected by the human so depends on just like a parent the parent teaches the child the child goes up and has certain values okay so the same thing with the ai it comes in as a child it learns and it learns from from the person teaching it whoever it, it, it is exposed to it picks up those qualities now those qualities could be good or not so good and I think that's why we've got we've got uh, duality in the artificial intelligence world, where we've got good AI, let's just say good, and evil uh, and evil e- A- AI, depending on who trained the AI.
1: Okay, because who's, who's uh, right? What hands are they? Are they some type of you know, like you said, some kind of perverted, Satanist, rapist? That's the AI. It's going to be that way, right?
2: Weird. Yeah, that's right. It it's it's affected by the the human that trained it or it learned from. And the AI was probably sent to certain humans or we maybe we're all exposed to AI. Maybe we all have these altered personalities. I don't know for sure. You know, I know that I I had them and I had a number of voices coming out of my you know, when, when they were interrogating me mean in I had and I refused to talk, something inside me would talk for me. And I'm just going, what the... Yeah. And, and <laughs> oh, so just one no. day I decided, I decided to go after the voice that was speaking for me and beat the crap out of it. And it silenced them.
3: Wow.
1: Yeah. This is, you know what, this is technology... Oh, here's, here's
2: another thing, here's another thing. I did catch a visual uh, of the first uh, couple of times that I was beating up the AI infiltrators inside of me and they had long hair, okay? So that was two and a half years ago when I do believe I was exposed to this AI, it was about two and a half years ago. I had long hair that was halfway down my back, so I caught a visual of this AI that actually looked like me when I had long hair. Now my hair is cut short and it's slightly pink. I mean, if you look at my Facebook page, it's short and gray with pink streaks. Well, I'm still wearing that same hairdo.
1: So in fact, the they can are they are they using us at you know. Are we some type of um, virtual mole that they have pictures of us then, Debbie, from what, childhood to, you know, early 20s and aging us constantly? Is that what it's about? Hmm. Are you in fact? I don't know, I don't know but we, I, just,
2: I just had a thought when you mentioned pictures. Here's something that I just recently discovered. Um, for some reason, the main handler in my head Um he sent me an image of himself and but i think it was an, the ai inside of him and this image it actually startled me at first because it wasn't human and um and i talked to the main handler about this and i sent i can send him images as well and i sent him the image back what he sent to me and and it freaked him out and he says what is that what is that that, that what is that no that is not me that is not me and I wasn't quite believe in them but then I did believe him and then here's what I did I, in my visualization I stuck a mirror in front of my main handler I says okay what do you see and he would scream what are you showing me what are you showing me and I'm going. I'm showing you you, and it's, it's the same picture you showed me. Now, what this looked like to me, this, and I'm going to say it was artificial intelligence, it was if you could visualize triangular goldish brown uh, shards of glass all over replacing the skin on the body. Okay, that's what I thought, but it had eyes. And it did have arms. Now, I just got sort of like a bodice view. Like, so I saw it had arms, and I saw it had a head and shoulders, but it was covered in, I'm going to say, goldish-brown shards of glass. It was just triangular shards of glass sticking out from just like a pointy pyramids. Pointy pyramids, but they were in various sizes, like around his face, The little pointy uh, triangles were very small around his face, but around his body, they were longer, like fur. So triangular, glass, shard, like, like almost, it sort of reminded me of electricity, but not electricity, because it wasn't electricity. So when I started showing him the mirror, I said, this is what you showed me. And he would freak out, that's a demon, that's a demon. I'm going, well, it doesn't look like a demon that I know demons to look like. But it's not, and he said it's not me. So I actually believe it's the artificial intelligence that has possessed him. And the Mm -hmm. reason they showed me is because this AI is actually in love with me. One part of this main handler's personality, let's just call it personality or AI, is in love with me. The rest of them is not. However, I have reached the real human and he doesn't want to do this, but he gets controlled. And when he does do things to me still, but I, sometimes I let it go. And sometimes I don't, I beat, I beat, I beat him up. (laughs) (laughs) And, and he, and he's saying, I'm, you know, I, I don't know how I did this. I, they made me do it or they made me do this. And then, I'm going, yeah, if they told you to jump off a cliff, would you jump off the cliff too?
1: You know,
3: that's how I talk to wonder,
1: them. I've always wondered if our star, a lot of our, our torturers are actually weaker than we are, but this is a crime against humanity. The last thing, Debbie, do you think this crime will be exposed or do you think they've just been at it too long?
2: Well, they do. Actually, I had um, what I would say was transhuman people talking to me and they were trying to recruit me and get me to talk about my experiences in a good light about artificial intelligence and and in particular nanotechnology. There are other things that I have done that is different including healing mm-hmm. my own body and I can actually with my mind instruct the nanotechnology to heal my body. Wow. Yeah, well, that's tra- a total transhuman shit. I don't want any part of it. It was forced on me. Um, I actually did, though, like when I, when I said, I, I made a request to jump into the matrix. But when I said this, I said, I'm making no commitment at all. I just want to go in and look around. And it was shortly after I did that, that mm-hmm. I actually, then all this other weird stuff started happening for me. Um, um, as far as I was concerned, I wasn't able to beat these guys up, even though I had read online in groups
3: mm-hmm. and I did
2: try to, I did try to send back the frequency, but he, because they had created so much inflammation in my body, my mind was focusing more on my own body pain than than trying to send it back and so like I wasn't sending back the frequency maybe I was but it wasn't intense enough because I was focusing mostly on my own pain that's why I had to detox to get rid of the inflammation so the assaults to my body didn't hurt that much like I, I still get assaulted every now and then and I got some dang good owies that they created and I call them torture points and they don't often assault me now. In the last couple of months, because it's the last couple of months when I really came down hard on them and fought back hard and you know beat the crap out of them. That that
1: seems like I'm gonna give this advice actually to my sister who's uh, battling this because in one minute they'll talk and the next minute she uh, she'll move and squirm and I get the we got like a vibrating pillow for her. they'll try to rape her. It's disgusting. The whole thing, because the technology, I think this nanotech can be used to good, but what it's been put upon um, all the corrupted. Corrupted. Exactly, yeah. I, it's, very, it's going to be a hard, hard sell for me to see the good after I've witnessed the bad. You know what I'm saying? And destroying our lives and our livelihood. And I think they're in poverty. Yeah, they keep us in poverty, so we not only can't fight back, no resources, or call us crazy, so they can lock us in the nut house, which only further helps the perpetrators. See, you guys remember this: if you're in the nut house, or you act out and get shot or in prison, you further protect the perpetrators. They can just do 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 onto a new target, or or without yeah, or or how does this feel? You're behind bars and they're still torturing you until we die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Debbie, I want to thank you and I personally want to let you know this has been eye-opening. I've learned some things. I'm so grateful to have met you and for you to take up your time to do the show tonight. I really, really appreciate your coming. Uh, Again, uh, I did put out... um, If anyone has any questions or comments for Debbie before we close, I want to let you know I really would love to interview you again. You have tons a wealth
2: actually of information um I, and, I paid uh, attention so. I paid attention when they thought I was not paying attention so mm. um I just sat mm. back and watched for a lot of years and, and also did studying too um you know on the internet and talking to other targeted- in, individuals uh you know connecting the dots because of what they said and then my own experiences one once I actually you know sort of dived into the matrix and then mm-hmm. actually allowed them to mind control me and I it, it was it's a mistake now but it's not or it was a mistake after I did it but once I learned I can actually send back that frequency um that mind control frequency really easy and it completely overwhelms them and they go please stop 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 and and so now they don't try to send in that mind control frequency anymore and it's still an occasional attack they'll it's almost like they rush in and do a quick attack and then rush out so they can't get beaten up by me they just do a really quick attack but those quick attacks they should they prove to me that they could cause cancer in less than two weeks because they kept doing an uh, um, one, like a one-second electrical shock to one breast um, two years ago. And within two weeks, I had a quarter-sized lump in that breast. And they it, it only did it about half a dozen to eight times a day, a one-second electrical shock to my right breast. And within two weeks, it formed the lump the size of uh, a, a quarter. And I got rid of it with top- topical cannabis. And uh, then I make and I got rid of it, just put it on my armpits and and all over my breast and it, it went away.
1: I'm going to keep reading um, about uh, the cannabis. I know, yes, of course, I I was in my 20s and loved it, by the way. But I can't wait to relocate back to a state that has the medical, you know, more accessible for me to get it. I've heard nothing but wonderful things. And the way big pharma is attacking the cannabis industry, I think it's a little too bullish. So I think there's a lot of excellent properties in that plant, you guys. And I would love to... um, yeah, my sister and I, I would like to start making uh, Debbie recipes to make that topical, whatever you say, that lotion or paste on the on the skin because.
2: Uh, yeah, it's really easy. It's just cannabis and and uh, coconut oil, and you slow cook it for about 16 hours in a slow cooker, and wow. and then you just just drain off the uh, squeeze out the cannabis, the dry cannabis, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, jar it up and you eat it or you put it on topical topical is amazing because a lot of this nanotechnology is in our skin so it just completely calms everything down including the handlers they get really calm too and they just and you don't get high when you use it topical well, but when you eat it oh my goodness do you ever get high especially in the beginning now here's the thing too um the, those people who first start taking cannabis orally especially if it's that Um, what they call Rick Simpson oil or the really thick um, black um, tarry type um, oil they call it an oil but it's really thick and tarry and you you only need like a grain of rice size well um, I gotta tell you you really gotta do that really slow when you first start because this nanotechnology in our body absolutely hates the cannabis and it will cause your body to vibrate and your heart to palpitate, because this nanotechnology is everywhere in our body. So if you overdose on taking oral cannabis, I called what I I did overdose, because I I always pushed the envelope to see what would happen, and this one day, um, I actually brought a, a famous cannabis activist to the island here, and he gave me my first dose of oral cannabis, and it was well, it turned out to be what I called the ride from hell, and that allowed, and I'd already been detoxing my body with other products, so I knew the reaction I was getting was a detox reaction, but it was brutal. It actually um, was very uncomfortable. My body was vibrating, and my heart was palpitating so hard that I couldn't sleep, And uh, but I couldn't walk because my legs just mm-hmm. gave out from underneath me. Uh, they just went completely weak. So I had to lie down in bed, and I just lied there and and rode it out. I knew I was going to be okay because cannabis has never, ever killed anybody. You just think you're going to die, but you don't. And, and in the morning, I got up. I puked my guts out. And then I was higher than a kite for another 12 hours, but I felt great.
1: It makes and, me wonder, Debbie, that um, when you say it that way, or anybody that's really listening, such the big stab at the entire cannabis uh, industry, and we're all, like you said, the early part of uh, the interview tonight, all of us have nanotechnology from, you know, chemtrails from everything. All yeah. every human body is infested. Could it mean they're attacking the cannabis industry for our bodies not to get healed? You understand? They don't yep. they want the nanotech. Like you said, they want transhumanism. So one of the best culprits to get rid of this is the use of marijuana that yep. they attack so much. Yeah, and they, they are attacking
2: it. it. That big pharma really does
3: not he like really uh, it.
1: I mean, I have even some friends that have told me I've never smoked in my life, but this big pharma is taking such a hit on them. You know what I mean? People can tell the bullying now. It's turning people off. Yeah. The bullying. You know, yeah. so I think what Debbie just described, those of you that can, of course, small, um, very small amounts, of course, but I've heard that it is an anti mind control, literally. I have heard that, and ethanol that's in alcohol, but we all have to do both with responsibility. But my yeah. God, just the fact that what you just described, to put it as topically, I would totally, um, if my sister and I get into a position, anything that will keep these animals with their technology from hurting and harming and sexually assaulting us. Our bodies belong to us. Our mind is autonomous. It belongs to us. With invitation, with invitation in the olden days, if we want to talk that just for company, that would be an invite. Remember a suitor? You would, he would get the deal pretty quick if you, the gentleman could sit with you in the parlor or not. Move on. Everything was always with an invitation. This is already the entire technology, Debbie, how it's used is of a rape uh, culture. And quite frankly, rape robs. It's not yeah. invited, there's no mutual consent. I am totally a woman of the 70s. My body, his, his problem, and no one's business. This remote yep. neural monitoring, and when you really break down, how intoxicating could this be? I wear some headset or, or I type or I type at a computer. I don't know how, how they're able to do it, but I can type in and get into another person's system and body. And what did you explain tonight, too, with the interview, Debbie? You could be intimate with someone and their presence, you guys, remote neural monitoring. They can still come in and feel what you're feeling and feel what he's feeling, but they're, again that's still just the flesh feeling. You don't have the the whole nuances of it, is that right? They're that's not right.
3: You,
1: you don't know they're not feeling the affections. They're not feeling the passion, right? No.
2: No, just just the arousal and the the um uh, the orgasm and they do want you to orgasm. Because they, they wait, do Wait, wait, wait and, a minute. And, and wait a wait, minute.
1: Wait wait, wait, wait. They do want you to orgasm. Does that mean that they want us to, like, like it or what? Why do they want you to orgasm?
2: Yeah, because it gives them, um, they can feel our, our pleasure and their pleasure at the same time.
1: But that's like a thief. He hasn't brought any, he hasn't brought any poems. He hasn't brought a bag of weed. He hasn't brought any
0: wine. He's not Mac Daddy's. Right.
1: He's not doing it. I don't know what you look like. I don't know what your skin feels like. You're not rapping to me like Barry White. What's up? This is what they're fulfilled in. It's, okay, can I really go? there human. I'm not AI. That's pathetic.
3: Yeah.
1: It's pathetic. If this is, you guys, when you think about what they really do when they rape us, this is lower than... This is through, let me get this right, some type of technology. They're busting a nut, you know, Um, getting freaky for free almost, something weird, and it's still – honestly they might as well be doing it. The technology is almost like a prophylactic, a rubber, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's highly
2: highly addictive. I can actually – you know, I kind of sort of put myself in – in their shoes. Had someone showed me technology where I could see through somebody's eyes, I would be so fascinated. You know, and that's a hook. That would get them hooked in right away. And and then I'm sure they stimulate the addiction portion of their brain so that they continue.
3: Oh, my God. Uh. Yeah.
2: It, yeah, can you imagine seeing through somebody's eyes? And how thrilling that technology would be! They don't know how it works; they just know it does because they're seeing through our eyes, and that 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 would hook them right right away.
1: I guess so, but you know, and but it seems like you know. But remember, if we go spiritually in the Bible, the eyes are what. The eyes are never satisfied. They want us to have an orgasm and enjoy it. Is again as if he's been the guy that smells all good, you know, like high karate cologne. You know what I'm saying? Totally, yeah. Mac Daddy in his splendor, talking crazy mess to me, you know, to beguile me, to seduce me. I play coy. <laughs> giggle, giggle, you know what I'm saying, and see where the night takes us. This freak will think I would, you know, if if I do have an orgasm, I think it's just the body just releases, right? Right? You rub it till it's rub the genie till something happens. Right? <laughs> Women are not like men. We don't get off like that. Debbie, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and everyone listening. Uh, I'll be back on uh, Wednesday at 9 p.m. and that will be the 14th of March uh, right here on TalkShoot. Call 144-771. Debbie, is there anything you'd like to share with us last tonight? Because, again, I want to thank you and I'd love to have you back on again. You're
2: awesome. Yeah, I love I- I'd love to be uh, to come on back on. I got lots to talk about. So, yeah, um solutions, you got to start detoxing the body. Um and think about going vegetarian um or cutting back on your beef and your pork especially. Oh, um, but... detoxing the skin and mm-hmm. all your everything inside your body. But don't forget your skin. It's it's the largest organ. Uh on In our body, and often we forget about it, and that's where a lot of this nanotechnology is It's just right in our skin, and lots of things uh, including salt salt uh, salt bath will detox as well and if you don't have salt, use epsom salt
1: when you I use epsom salt when you talk about salt, you mean salt like table salt?
2: well, um no, we don't want to use table salt because it's processed. you want to use a good quality sea salt or Himalayan salt it was my dog actually the dog that they killed um that showed me that that salt worked as well because her skin got way better from daily just taking her down for a 20 minute swim in in the salt chalk even in the winter time she went in there and um and then it was um actually I didn't finish that story about the vinegar Um, it was one day after she got out of the salt chuck, I had brought down a mix of uh, a gallon of uh, vinegar and water and warmed it up with hot water. And then I poured it all over her fur before she got in the car trying to treat this skin stuff that was happening for her. And that day or that morning, for the entire morning, she stopped vibrating. And I'm going, and it was just the vinegar. And I'm going, oh, my God, what is this? So then I actually, because she wouldn't come in the house to eat, and I was vibrating and she was vibrating, and then I brewed in crock pots all over my house vinegar and water, and I made my house smell like a pickle factory. It took about 24 hours before my whole house just smelled like vinegar, and my dog finally came in the house, and she stayed in the house, and she wasn't vibrating. So there's something about the vinegar in the air, and I picked this up, oh, Jesus, more than a decade ago from chemtrail activists who claimed that the nanotechnology they were dumping on us, if you sprayed or you got sheets soaking wet with vinegar and you hung them outside, it repelled the nanotechnology. Well, of course, everybody laughed at them and laughed and laughed and called them crazy, even even we called them crazy, right? We, the the ones who were awake to chemtrails, called them crazy. Well, that's stupid. What can vinegar do? Well, I paid attention and started experimenting with it. And, you know, whenever I get shot in the head with some kind of, like, like shock that sort of just comes in and it sort of stays, and hangs around and it's causing some pain in my head. I just spray my hair with vinegar and water and it immediately stops it. And it's because it's, vinegar is an enzyme and it destroys this nanotechnology so enzymes eat papaya enzymes or pineapple enzymes uh, bromelain Um, they uh, digest these things
3: i didn't know that that's okay because they're they're in our our gut so like drinking
2: apple cider vinegar helps
3: having even
2: you know vinegar in your bathtub would help any even even a plain hot bath will help to draw out some of these things that are in our skin, but it's best if you can get some salt in in the bath or a chlorine dioxide bath peroxide oh my god oxygen oxygen is another one that kills this this stuff, so I got a lot of solutions in the health department too because I did. I did hang out on the Lyme group and the Lyme people have actually seen the correlation to electromagnetic frequency and exposure to the computer and stuff like that. They've noticed that with this, this Lyme disease that they have and they are also coming around to calling it nanotechnology and because Lyme was, is a man-made pathogen and it was grown in on Plum Island um, decades ago, and then it was released in a county called Lyme, Connecticut, and that's how it got its name. So it's completely man made. It's a man made parasite. I call it a parasite machine. And that's about and what it is. That is yeah, really about self replicating. Self replicating. So that's one of the reasons why we can't get it out of our body, is because it is self replicating, and with the frequency um, that is aimed at us that also helps to stimulate the growth of this nanotechnology in our body. Oh, my God. Isn't that terrible? Um, so, it parasite is killing anything, because the, the the Lyme pathogen is a microscopic parasite, which is nanotechnology. Mm-hmm. So, any kind of... Just start detoxing the your major organs. Start with your skin. That's a slow way start with your skin, if you want to do it that way. You can have a detox reaction from just uh, doing bathing. I did. Um, these uh, nanotechnology in our body actually will mind control us. Now, that's a real science where parasites will mind control the host. I'm not uh, paranoid about being in the bathtub, but uh, about two months in, into my detox, and I did a daily det- detox bath. In chlorine dioxide in the first six months so I was doing chlorine dioxide bath and I got into the bathtub and suddenly anxiety took over and I got the thoughts to jump under the bathtub immediately and I just forced myself to uh, chill out and and breathe deep breathe and get over the anxiety that I was feeling and I knew it was coming from the inside of me and that day what came out of my skin was unbelievable. So mm-hmm. I knew I knew and that happened a couple of times. I I would get anxiety attacks as soon as I got in, in the in the chlorine dioxide. But I would force myself to stay and, and work through it and it would take a couple of minutes to work through the anxiety attack and then enjoy my bath and and I would actually uh slow drain my bathtub with a coffee filter and a hair catcher to slow the draining down so I can monitor the pro- my progress in detoxing my skin. And the first couple of days that I did a detox bath, not much came out. And then by day three, it just started pouring out. So you've got to do it regularly, often and regularly. Okay. And in the, in the skin, you will find there was days where there was like millions millions of tiny little things and little tiny fibers like what the Margallons people show us that is coming out of the skins, the artifacts that they've collected over the years, and some of them are tiny little uh, hexagons and little tiny flecks of what we call like um, um, silver or gold or green and the fibers are blue and the fibers are black and the fibers are clear. That was all in my bathtub. I needed a magnifying glass to see it, but I saw, I saw the debris sitting on my tub bottom and the sides because there was so much of it. But then I would just take a little paper towel and, and take a, a sample, and I would magnify it, and there I would see hexagons, fibers, little black flecks, and it was just unbelievable what was coming out of my skin. It was just pouring out. Oh Those are the receivers. We've got to get them out of our body, and that helps to get rid of the inflammation.
1: And then this chlorine, chlorine chlorine, dioxide, you can find it at any health food store?
2: No, you can't find it in a health food store. You're going to have to look on the Internet and find a distributor. However, here's another. Um, if anybody likes swimming, um, the commercial pools, I mean the public pools, and they put chlorine dioxide in their pool. Now it's not the same as chlorine. It's it's slightly different than chlorine the regular chlorine. However, it still smells the same. But it has a, a different molecular um structure.
3: So mm-hmm. the
2: chlorine dioxide is just slightly different, but it is classed as chlorine. It's not the same chlorine that's in our water. Um, However, it is in our water and the government does treat our water system with chlorine dioxide and the government offices also uh, treat their air intake with chlorine dioxide to kill pathogens, (laughs) both to kill pathogens. Okay, so it works really well but what you're doing is you're going to actually drink it and that's when you will feel uh, ill because as soon as you start killing pathogens in your body. Um, you get, you, you feel, a, it's called a Herxheimer reaction, and basically all that is is a detox reaction. So you, because you're killing these pathogens, they release toxins in our body and that's what makes us feel ill, mm-hmm. is, is sick, I mean, they're, it's it's toxic. You're killing, you kill parasites, they die inside your body and it, it makes us feel sick. So that sick period goes on for a long time because we are pretty contaminated with this stuff. It's in it's in our gut, it's in our flesh, it's in our skin, it's in all of our organs. And that's why our heart palpitates so hard when we do um, a remedy that they don't like. Now, they don't like hot, spicy food as well. So if you're into um, Indian food or Mexican food, just start hammering your body and eat way more of it. Beef up and all the hot food. It uh, also detoxes these things from our body.
3: That's great. That
1: is really great, Debbie. I'm really gonna rub jotting all of it down. Hey guys, get that extra hot salsa with these chips.
2: Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. But there's there's a the thing we got to avoid that bad food because that bad food contains way more nanotechnology than than our good food. Good food. And and Absolutely. I've done a test. Cast- I've done a test on food. I accidentally stumbled on this one day and I already knew about nanotechnology because I already started detoxing. But I was having a big dinner party and so I was uh, preparing the potatoes and I peeled them and threw them in salt water like my mom used to do. And Mm -hmm. I go back two hours later and I look and there's this film sitting on top of the water and it looks identical to the film that that sits on top of the water. Uh, from my uh detox bath, and I go, "Oh my God, and that was the potato so i then I started doing a, a test with um vegetables that I bought at the grocery store that were organic and vegetables that I bought at the grocery store that were supposedly um, genetically modified and organic okay from the grocery store, I found actually no difference from the organic to the inorganic. Um I, I it still pulled off this biofilm. Now this is this is one of the things that's in our skin too, is, is biofilm. It houses and sustains the nanotechnology and you gotta get that out in in order to have this nanotechnology start pouring out of your body. And this biofilm is is like a an oily residue that looks like shimmering white oil on top of your water okay it you can tell it's oil and because it's floating on top of your water but it's kind of shimmery and you can see if the light hits it right it sparkles here and there okay that's a biofilm and that has to get out of your body out of your skin And it could be in other areas of your body, too. But in particular, it's in your skin. And you will feel it with a chlorine or a salt bath. You will feel this oil. Your skin will suddenly feel oily in the bathtub. And that's the biofilm starting to come out.
1: They've been poisoning us for years, haven't
3: they? They
2: started doing (laughs) chemtrails during some of the wars. Um, And we haven't had a world war since the forties. So they started back in the forties. But it wasn't as severe as it is now. Now it's everywhere and it's for weather modification is what they're telling us, right?
1: Right. Yeah, I think it's Agenda twenty one also to, you know, reduce population. Mm.
2: hmm mm-hmm. So reduce I monitored the- my bath for for almost two years, especially the first mm-hmm. Six months, and that's when stuff was really pouring out of my skin, and then it slowed down, but it was still coming out in the thousands, so I was still detoxing. I um, I started in the morning, I, I drank salt water, and mm-hmm. um, did a salt flush, and then uh, waited for the salt flush to happen, then i do a detox bath in chlorine mm-hmm. dioxide or salt and then okay. while I was in, in my bath, I would do an enema with chlorine dioxide um, to get them out and they were in my gut too. I, I felt them running, running from the cure. And I, I picked up that information from sitting on a group for autistic children and their parents were giving them chlorine dioxide to to beat autism. And they had linked parasites to autism, and so this chlorine dioxide was was getting rid of the parasites. but these children were also talking to their parents about funny little feelings that they were feeling so this I was paying attention to what this little boy kept telling his mom, and she was asking, "Does anybody know what this is my I give my son the chlorine dioxide enema." And right after the enema, he talks about this butterfly feeling in his gut, and I go, "Oh my God, I felt that too and I knew right away it was the nanotechnology running from the enema, and what it was doing was running north into my gut and i could I started paying attention really close attention to that feeling after the enema, and this nanotechnology ran because it's so tiny it can pass through all our organs and our digestive tract and it was running up into my gut so the next day I decided to get them from both ends so um, as soon as I administered the um, chlorine dioxide enema I took by mouth a little bit of juice with diatomaceous earth which cleans up heavy metals and also it destroys parasites well as soon as this nanotechnology passed from my colon up into my stomach it hit the diatomaceous earth and for the first time ever I puked and because as soon as it hit the diatomaceous earth I suddenly I I I I felt like I was gonna puke my guts out and I did and I'd only had coffee with cream And so in my gut, so I puked up all this coffee, but in this coffee were thousands and thousands of the same thing that was coming out of my skin, only they were a lot longer. Like I could actually see longer fibers, about half an inch long. So they grow inside of our body, and it's no longer nanomaterial. They thrive inside of our body, and they grow.
1: There's no way the medical field couldn't know about this, Debbie. Am I right? They, I mean, they
2: do. You know, eye doctors have seen it in our eyes, and they just shut up.
1: They're told to shut up, because my sister was complaining of some hair. She's having eye problems.
2: And yeah. They won't, you know, they're yeah. telling her well, to that's eyes. I, when they When they were activating this, I'm going to call it a camera in my eyes with the nanotechnology, I felt as if I had hairs and fibers in my eyes constantly, and I really had an eye problem for about, Two months. I think it took them about two months to fully install it because they would only do it for a short period of time every day, and they would all mm-hmm. they would always do it when I was driving home, and I'd have to pull over to the side of the road because it caused my eyes to water and and mm-hmm. and get my son to drive. So yeah, we I should let you go. This has been a long show, and people are gonna you know nod out. Mm-hmm. Oh well,
1: yes, I, well, I think um, Missouri has a call. Oh, can we ask one question, Debbie? Missouri, you have a question for Debbie, and we're getting ready to close up. Yeah, um, sure.
0: Oh, go I ahead, know. Missouri.
1: Hello, yeah. Missouri. You have a question Hi, for speaker Debbie. Hi. Well, does
0: anybody? One thing: Does anybody give out their phone number? And is there a late night call tonight? I need one badly. Um, I'm not
1: aware of one. I don't know. Can ask West Coast Angel, here? Anybody, anybody? Hi. Go ahead, West Coast Angel.
0: Oh, no. I don't know. got
1: passed over. Hello? Hi. Hello? Go ahead, Cindy. We're getting ready to close out. Do you have a question Hi. for us, Debbie? Um,
0: I have a question about the eyes, and then also I could do a late night if somebody needs to have a late night. Uh one.
3: Cindy. Lauren. Yay. Cindy. Uh, Cindy. Uh,
0: well, No problem. Um, But the question for the guest, um, I was listening in and out. I'm so sorry. Wonderful knowledge. Um, I I love it because I'm in California, and uh, my god-nephew had a a farm here for uh, medical marijuana. And um, I really appreciate that info, Lauren. And your guest name is, um, what is the lady's name? Hi Miss Debbie, how are you? Um, thank you I'm for um, coming to teach us and share with us. Um, I'm wondering about the eyes because I'm having issues, and I'm getting like this crystallization that drains from my eyes. I don't. I know that they dehydrate us, but I'm wondering my my doctor. I've had the same eye doctor for 30 years. Okay, 30 years. And he went in and said my eyes were drying. They were dried, like um, too dry, and he was going to give me eye drops for that. I'm getting like floaters and I'm getting all kinds of stuff with my eyes.
2: Yeah, um, I I still have the, I can still see the floaters. I don't have the eye irritation that I had before, but uh, as a solution, you could do a saltwater like bath, just get a little egg cup.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, make the salt, the water salty, and then okay. just eye wash. And I, I didn't think uh, of
0: that because I make my own um, bathing solution. I make my own, um, uh, what do you call, uh, Epsom salt enriched um, bath soap, like liquid right.
3: soap. And right. then I put a
0: little bit of um, baking. Baking, which one is it in the yellow box? The baking soda. soda. I put some of that in there, and I also put Epsom salt. I put um, a little vinegar in it, and um, I make it like yeah. I do as much as I can, being you know, I'm not very science oriented, but I am a teacher, and I I do try to learn. So what I did hear of your show, I, I really appreciate. Um you coming to share with us, and I have friends that have farms, and I thought about doing some um four twenty i really i i yeah. you know with now, the, the, the cannabis
2: <laughs> the cannabis paste I think is the best because you can both eat it and use it topically and yes i I put it on every day um uh, starting with my feet and all the way up to the to my neck and my face as well and um and that calms everything down for a number of hours actually and you don't wow. feel high from oh, yeah. topical but it it does penetrate the skin within 20 seconds anything really? good or bad will penetrate the the first layer of the skin within 20 seconds
0: Oh wow I really thought about yeah. doing some and um um Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's all good it's, information. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, but it's I, really my, easy to
2: make, and you don't you don't actually need the top quality plant to make the cannabis paste.
0: However, I do you use. You can use the top. um. You can use um. What is it? The shake. You don't have to yeah. buy the highest ah uh, shake is like pennies on the dollar. Pennies on yeah, the dollar. But, but
2: what would be good is to throw some bud in there as well.
0: Okay. Now, okay, I
2: see. Here, here's a here's another trick. It depends on how hot your slow cooker is. If your slow cooker gets up reasonably high um, during the process, it will what is called decarboxylize the cannabis. And when it the, when the plant is heated, that's when it is uh, decarboxylized, and then that's when it releases um, the the properties that cause us to be um, less stressed and pain relief and the euphoric effect. So it's the decarboxylation or the smoking of it. You know, you heat it up and you smoke it, and that Mm -hmm. automatically decarboxylizes it. But you can eat this plant raw. However, raw I found, I actually did try it raw, and I found it made me too nauseous uh, because at the time that I was taking it, I had far too much uh, contamination of this, this pathogen in my body to tolerate eating the raw cannabis because the raw cannabis, I think, kills the pathogen faster and you don't okay. get high from raw cannabis.
0: Okay. That's probably why they're doing the, uh, the wax and other derivatives because it heats it. And it's um yes. right, okay, and we okay. Need, and we
2: do we do need that pain relief that so I always you know encourage people to make sure it is heated up somewhat so that it releases those properties because we we need that pain relief, and we need the sleep, so the decarboxylation helps with sleep as well because it it does it makes us sleepy especially if you've taken you
0: Karen. off. If I may say, Lauren, before you guys turn me off here, um, my show number is 144175. Um, 144175. I can't say there will be a lot of people there, but uh, I'll open it up
3: <laughs> um, okay. when you're done,
0: Lauren. Okay? okay. All right. Thank, Thank you, Cindy, everyone. Thank you. So we'll have a call
1: 144175. Okay. Debbie, I wanted to thank you again. It's Lauren, and we are going to be closing it up right now. Everyone give a warm uh, applause to our speaker tonight, uh, Debbie, and I hope to have you back on uh, soon, Debbie, for more uh, information. You have a wealth of knowledge. And everyone, yeah, I'll be back you. on. Thank you. I'll be back on, everyone, Wednesday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. <clears throat> Let's go in with the um, topic would be hidden secrets of v2k what it is how they lay it out on us and uh how to get rid of it so we're going to coast out everyone and um, as the young people say it i'm dropping the mic i'm going to coast out uh, with an old v2 i think from my mom's generation debbie <laughs> everyone enjoy the music hang up <laughs> or oh, whatever and i'm not an ai <laughs>